Hello, hello, hello. Walk on, people. How's it going? How's it going? Welcome to Tier Four. <laughs> the new podcast. <laughs> oh, dearie me! Wow, dearie me. I didn't know it went up to Tier Four. <laughs> that was the tweet. Uh, it, it wasn't on the syllabus, and it um appeared on the exam. Honestly, that's how I feel. Cheated, cheated. Yeah. But we're here. Um, I'm your boy, Bernie Bambi. And I'm just us. <laughs> <laughs> and Hi. yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, you know, things are, it's fun and games, baby. Fun and games, you know, mm. we move. We, what <laughs> else can we do? <laughs> Motto of 2020, we move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just pray for better days. Or if you live in London, you should not be moving. Yeah, actually, um, yeah, we don't. <laughs> we unpack our bags. <laughs> we stay the fuck home, apparently. God. See those videos of people in St. Pancras uh, yesterday. <laughs> Mental. It's the Hunger Games. It's the Hunger Games. <laughs> but yeah, we move. We're going to keep it moving, keep it popping. And we have some beautiful music for you. So yeah. have a listen to this. There's pink black girls in my area, cold, dark skin, light skin, medium tones. Pumping braids, got mini afros. Thick lips, got hips. Some of us don't. Big nose contours, some of us won't. Never want to put us in the media, bro. Want a fat booty like Kardashians. Want a fat booty like my auntie got a we like the blood clot, tell her reload it I've got the camera, my girls are posing I need some backup, then my ones are rolling Grown women things, I'm never at risk Mind my own business, I'm never in mess Who am I? I ain't bae Get a slice of the cake Want a house with a view and a new pair of shoes Keep it real from the junk Gucci gang, little pump, little vibe, little bass Little kick, little snare, little lies, big truths Do you, they don't care they don't care, get your ass at the box and build up from there I don't have a gang with me, but I still walk with a gangster lean I rock Nikes cause we think they're clean MJ leather jacket beat it, Billy Jean MJ leather jacket cause I think I'm bad That's cool, I like it The growth, the light, the pain, the fight We love, we fight, we hurt, we cry He paid the price, you'll be alright Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So that was Any with her brand new song, Peng Black Girls, featuring the vocals of Amia Brave. Mm-hmm. What were we thinking? I honestly, like when you told me that we were doing this song, I was gassed. Because I heard the song like what, a, a month or so ago, mm-hmm. like when it, when it first came out. Mm-hmm. And yeah, immediately I was like, love this shit. Like, yeah. She's just, yeah, the, the vocals, like Any's, um, the, fl- the lyrics, the everything and like yeah the music video she's got like <laughs> her and like her aunties and stuff and like yes. the traditional wear and like the get it yes. like it's just lit um so um i'm gas yeah no mm. sick sick yeah. tune yeah just like it. you when i heard the tune i was like we need to secure this mm. <laughs> so instantly i you know, reached out <laughs> to the team <laughs> and yeah they sent the stuff over and yeah just amazing amazing track um i loved the line 
what the fat beauty like Kardashians? No. What the fat beauty like my, my aunt is? Yo. And it's just like, <laughs> yes, yes. And it's just like, you know, it's, I just love it because it's a very youthful, playful song. Like, mm. you can tell she's a young girl and she's yeah. coming up. But it's just great to see this young woman's perspective on just like blackness and just what it means to be a black woman to see her mm-hmm. expressing that. So that was great, powerful message. And it's like, you know, one of these great moments where it's like a powerful, important message, but also a really good song, you mm-hmm. know? So um, yeah, really, really happy with it. Um, production wise, very, very um, vibey. And it just reminds you of like, just old school rap, you know? It's mm-hmm. just like nice flow. Um, I think Amir Brave's vocals on it are just like perfect for the track because mm-hmm. it's like, you know, it just reminds me again of those like old London sort of rap songs where you used mm-hmm. to just get that one sweet, you know, vocal on it for the chorus. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's all you needed just to like really bring it home. So I was loving her and she's got lovely like smoky tone to her voice as mm-hmm. well. So yeah, I was feeling her. But yeah, back to any, I just think that she's actually got something really interesting to sort of contribute to the rap landscape and i'm i'm just intri- enjoying her perspective so yeah really really feeling the tune mm-hmm. great flow uh really interesting content as well and yeah like you said the video was just wonderful yeah, was like, we, we just love to see the culture yeah. you know <laughs> so um yeah shout out to her great great tune and yeah as you know i'm sure you've seen there's also a remix out there featuring georgia smith mm-hmm. and that's also a great tune it is, so yeah. um yeah shout out to everybody involved but yeah especially any yola any my girl and <laughs> <laughs> amia brave wonderful wonderful tune so go check them out show them some love and let them know that we sent you yes sir awesome Mm. So we shall now jump into the rest of the download. So that is our music segment where we mm-hmm. discuss tracks, new projects, um, interesting stuff that we've discovered or we're listening to, all that all that fun shit. So mm. um, in terms of kicking it off, uh, do you want to talk about the, we're a bit late, the, uh, the Lowski album? Yeah, I mean, I haven't got too much to say, but yeah, I, I will say that I enjoyed it. I thought it was an interesting album to sort of add to 2020. I think, um, you know, it's just a really cool drill album. Mm. Um, I enjoyed the introduction. <laughs> I just yeah. thought it was really interesting, actually. Yeah. Um, and then, like, you know, the song that it then sort of led into was really cool. Um, and also, I loved the Basil Brush one. <laughs> I yes, that's on my list. I, I think enjoyed that Basil was my Brush, favorite yeah. one. But um, yeah, really cool drill album. Um, yeah, I mean, again, I'm not too, too into drill, but mm-hmm. for like those who are into drill, I can see why, why you'd enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was like versatile enough that even for people like us who like, yeah, like same, like I'm not really like massively into drill. Mm. There was enough kind of variety there in terms of like the features as well. That mm-hmm. It was like, it was a, a cool album and I got mm. into it. Um, yeah. Basil Brush, I enjoyed, uh, Flavor, the song Stormzy, I also liked, mm. Um, but the song with H as well, uh, I think, is it called Cute? I think, uh, yeah, Cute, Cute mm-hmm. with H, um, I enjoy that, but yeah. Yeah, no. I remember that, I enjoyed that, yeah. So, my, <laughs> you wanted to talk, I, I mean, I can't lie, I haven't listened to it, <laughs> uh, the Miley Cyrus. Yeah, very, I mean, very quickly, um, yeah, I tried to listen to the album Plastic Hearts, I, uh, I, <laughs> I, I didn't enjoy it personally um the reason i wanted to listen to it was because i listened to midnight sky which was like one mm. of the 
big singles from the album, mm-hmm. which I fucking love. I adore Is that, that the track. One where she's like, why do you only ever call me when you're high? No, no, that's a different one. I don't know which one that is. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> but, it's all TikTok a lot. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. But it was, yeah, it was really, really cool. And I actually remember seeing it at, I think she did like a performance at the VMAs. Mm. And um, I think it was just interesting performance anyway. Um, like she looked cool. Um, and then she like sort of swung on like a disco ball at like the peak of the performance, which is like, you know, sort of Again. nod to, well, yeah, this time, <laughs> so but this time it's like, no, before it was a wrecking ball when her life was oh, in tatters, yeah, but now course. it's a disco ball. because She's she renounced her now. niggerish ways. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, and it was like a really cool sort of disco-y, edgy track anyway. And I think actually she's really, I'm really enjoying just her sort of like gravelly voice. Like she's, she can really sort of, when she leans into her sort of rock side, I, I can enjoy her. Yeah, you know? I agree. So I was like, oh, you know what? I really like that song. Let me check the rest out. And yeah, nah, <laughs> just wasn't for me at all. So yeah, um, I mean, that's that. <laughs> great, great <laughs> one song from her. But to be honest, again, like I'm not a massive, well, I wouldn't call myself a Miley Cyrus stan or fan. <laughs> so to hear, you know, one song that I like from the album, that's enough for me. So yeah, that's all I had to say on Miley Cyrus. Okay. Mm. Uh, so there the are no tracks in particular. Midnight Sky. Midnight oh, Sky. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, okay. So, mm. <laughs> so it. I, I don't even know how to. I'm, I'm going to give a disclaimer. Mm. I'm not a Swifty. Um, <laughs> as an entity, for reasons that we don't have time to discuss today, mm. um, Taylor Swift. Like I just. She's not doing it for me. Mm. Um, the, I don't know why the TikTok algorithm keeps trying to... You know, there's this sort of like... Cons- not conspiracy, but this whole mm. thing among like the girl gays that Taylor is queer. Um, this is the thing. Like, she she has very much like aligned herself with queerness without being very mm. queer. Well, do people almost believe... almost like someone, someone else we know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who she may have... <laughs> yeah. Who shall remain, remain um, unnamed. But yeah, I say all of that to say... Um, mm. I actually do enjoy her music quite a bit and like dating back to, you know, teardrops and my guitar times. Oh, okay. So, uh, the, what was the, the last, was it Folklore she released earlier this year? Yeah. Folklore. Yeah. I enjoyed that. Mm. And mm. obviously she released Evermore recently, mm-hmm. which I also enjoyed. Mm. Um, in, yeah, no, uh, yeah, sorry. I, yeah. I just had to give the <laughs> disclaimer because mm-hmm. I don't know, she just represents a, a certain type of white woman that I'm just, mm. But um, yeah, the music, like, I can't make the music mm. not slap. So um, <laughs> yeah, I feel like what well, you had, I see you have notes. I so. have a couple of notes, yeah. And that's <laughs> the thing, I, I felt the same, like, for a long time. Yeah, she was just, like, the the face of white feminism, <laughs> you know. And, um, you know, freaking Crystal and Kid Fury, like, they've the dragged her. <laughs> I think they've, they've played a big part in yeah, my... <laughs> yeah, absolutely. They have dragged her accordingly. Or, I mean, exactly. she doesn't wash her legs. She, there we go. She's, she's, I shave them. Yeah, there we go. Like Exactly. So mm-hmm. there's plenty. And, you know, she's made a couple transgressions towards Beyonce as well. But Crystal has also said recently that she watched her, like, documentary... Oh, on yeah. Netflix and she was like you know what that white woman has put in the work I have to admit it I have to hand oh, it to oh she's her. been consistent yeah so I'm like you know what okay let me yeah and then when Folklore came out I was like you know what? I'm gonna check this out and I didn't hate it um right. really loved Mirable on that track um, on that album that was probably my favorite track of the whole album beautiful song so I was like okay let me give this Evermore stuff a listen and yeah I mean I won't read out all of my notes but <laughs> 
Um, uh, you know, there were a couple cool lines in there, like Willow when it started off. She says something about come back stronger than the 90s trend. I like that. Uh, champagne problems is very sweet. I like champagne problems. Yeah, nice little piano sweep at the end. Uh, Gold Rush had a really, really interesting beginning. Like really lush harmonies and just a really well-produced track. To be honest, the whole album across the board is really, really well-produced. Mm-hmm. And I feel like she finally understands her voice. Mm. I feel like she understands it best on this album and Folklore as well. Like she understands its strengths and also its limits. Because I think like there are some tracks where it's like, like in the past, like, I don't know, even like Shake It Off. Like, I'm like, you will not be able to re- reproduce this live. And then like she does it live <laughs> and it's like terrible. But, you know, with this album, I'm actually like confident that, you know, everything that she's brought to the table, she can actually re- reproduce that live and it'll be good, you know. Um, uh, and then Tis the Damn Season, I like, or Tis <laughs> the Damn Season, I really mm-hmm. liked. Um, and yeah, like I've never really regarded her as a good songwriter, but on this record, I'm like, you know what? There are some really like touching moments there. Like when she said, it always leads to you in my hometown, leaving the warmest bed I've ever known, like real sad girl shit. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, another example comes from Tolerate It, which I think was one of my favorite songs in the album as well. Um, she says, now I'm begging. <laughs> I'm begging to be in the footnotes of the story of your life. Oh I'm like, gosh, oh, that is so on. you. <laughs> Drawing hearts in the bylines. I'm like, come on, give it to me, Taylor. Come that on. So um, and then also really interesting about that song because um, I was just like, oh, what? Like the timing was quite interesting. So I was just like Googled it because I was trying to figure out what it was. And it's in a 5-4 time signature, which, yeah, I think it just sort of adds a jolt to the album. Because then it almost like recalibrates the album because then we go into Nobody, No Crime, which to me, like that song was so hilarious to me in a good way. Like she was basically just trying to say like, look, I'm crazy. (laughs) I will kill a nigga if he cheats on me. So I loved it. And it had Haim as well, who I really enjoy. Um, I think their debut album, Days Are Gone, fantastic. And um, on their sophomore album, Something to Tell You, um, Night So Long, I adore that. So um, yeah, I think it was really cool. They just jumped on the track, but actually just sort of provided the backing vocals and just let Taylor, you know, have fun with it. And they mainly just like produce the track. So yeah, really cool. And yeah, like the rest of the album, it was very nice. It got a bit long for me. It was. I mean, the albums generally, as we complain every week. (laughs) Yeah, just it was a bit long. And to be honest, at one point I did zone out and then <laughs> she was like, I zoned out and the next thing I'm hearing is like, I'm covered in you. And I'm like, huh? what song is this? But it was called Ivy. I'm like, okay, yeah, I understand now. But yeah, um, it was a decent album. Um, I also liked the feature. The White Man Bonnie Bear. From The White Man Bonnie Bear. <laughs> the yeah, title track Evermore. and closing track. Yeah. yeah. And I think it just, like the intensity, it just sort of built up and it settled again. Like, it was a really, really cool closing track so yeah for me i would give this album a 3.9 oh okay yeah i think i'm gonna give it a 3.9 and um that's i know obviously when we look at in terms of who else i've given scores <laughs> to reviews like yeah just on this, it, you know but in terms of just as a cohesive project mm. 
even if not necessarily every track, I'd be like, okay, I want to listen to this again. But just trying to look at, at it in an object as an objectively as possible. Um, I'm like, nah, this is it is a really good album. So yeah, for me, 3.9. Well done, Taylor. Wash your legs. <laughs> hmm. uh, yeah, I'd probably hover between like a, a 3.5 and a 3.9. Um, it was mm-hmm. perfectly good. Like I... Mm. You know me. I like my side girl shit, so mm. um, I I didn't hate it. Mm. Um, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's all I'm gonna give her. You know, yeah. I, like literally most albums, most Taylor Swift albums, I have listened to and I have enjoyed. But <laughs> I won't give her the satisfaction of, <laughs> of dwelling on that. Mm. Um, you also want to talk about uh, Abracadabra? Oh um, yes, products yes. of my environment mm-hmm. that I enjoyed. I um, loved I that to today. Mm. That was good. Mm. Uh, do, do I mean, yeah, no, <laughs> just just to be my <laughs> in terms of my uh okay uh yeah no usual i enjoyed and on deck um i really liked on deck mm. and uh he he says um chale is he i don't know if he's gone in or not but he says chale know. at one point and i was like mm. Mm, my guy <laughs> um but yeah no it again like i'm not like i'm not a drill person but mm. uh it yeah no i just it just hit and mm. um again i like his I like his cadence and mm-hmm. I like, especially like on deck. I don't like, obviously you can tell Bernie's in terms of uh, terminology and uh, production <laughs> terms and all that shit. He's more on it. So I don't really have the, the, the words for it, but there's just a certain way he, mm. I don't know, put, put things together yeah, or yeah, like sure. mm. in terms of, I don't know, like the hook and stuff, like it's just catchy. Mm. I, don't, I don't know how to explain it, but Absolutely. just like, no, I'm like, you're so right. I, I'm into this. You're I like so this. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna let you. Yeah, no, I absolutely <laughs> agree. He's do the like a brilliant, <laughs> he's a brilliant songwriter. And yeah, like he knows how to make a hook. And I'll come back to that in a second. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Trenches. Um, so this is the thing, like one thing I love about like rap albums is that you kind of have this like roadman soul. Like when <laughs> it's just like, they're just like, you know, pining about opining about well not even opining but they're just kind of like lamenting about you know the road life and how how tough it is and how they've lost their friends mm. and stuff and you know just it's just philosophical you know they're talking about the futility of trapping yeah. you know yeah. so yeah i really really enjoyed it really good start to the album how we live in featuring kush nice chill track with kind of like my beautiful dark fantasy-esque production, like mm. the haunting African vocals and a bit of light drumming in the back. Um, and then Kush, actually, I feel like he offers like the most arresting part of the song where the production kind of strips back to just some accompaniment from the piano. And he just offers this like, almost like a hood nigger manifesto. <laughs> but like it's, it's also falling out of time with the music, but it just works so well. So loved it. And then Usual, another song, mm-hmm. uh, talking about the pitfalls of trapping life, mm-hmm. snakes, ops, the police. Yeah, I like Usual a lot. Um, yeah, and that was really, really cool. Um, so yeah, it was like a nice, gentle start to the album. And then On Deck, like, mm-hmm. mate, it just yeah. turns it up straight yeah. away. Like, that jiggy jiggy on deck. Yeah, like, that's ah, good. It went straight on my gym playlist. It, yeah, straight on my gym playlist. So lit, so lit. And um, I loved the line because, you know it resonated with me he said nah don't send dick pics you can come get this dick in person okay energy <laughs> and it's like yeah <laughs> damn right though so yeah I, <laughs> I enjoy that line uh he keeps the momentum going with show me keeps up with the jiggy motif uh flow mm-hmm. is ridiculous on yeah. that track you know, it's high octane and the pacing of the album is just like flawless 
Um, because then again, he goes into spin this coop and like the ad libs, like it just elevates the track. Like he, it's, it's great because like he's being his own hype man. So he's just like, you know, blah, 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 and yeah. it's like, yeah. but then it, it works because then as he's rapping, he gets more intense and it gets to a point where he's just like screaming. And I love it. Like it's just so intense. Love it. Uh, seen it all featuring Crepton Conan. Yeah. Um, it starts to chill. But again, um, I like that because we've just had those free intense tracks. So it's mm-hmm. like, okay, we can chill now. And obviously with those drill tracks, like, you know, he's definitely taken some influence from Pop Smoke. And that's yeah. cool, you know. And, and, uh, and he even says like, you know, exactly, exactly. Yeah, he references it in the scene all Crept and Crimson track. So yeah, it's good that he's like, hey, look, I know, you know. But that's the thing, like, it is kind of all borrowed. Like, you know, obviously Pop Smoke's taking some influence from the London drill scene. Mm-hmm. So it kind of all feeds into each other. Yeah. Um, Flicky, love that song. Again, what you were talking about, how, you know, he knows how to just make a nice catchy phrase when mm-hmm. it's like, Flicky, Shambhala, Madam. Like, <laughs> he just knows how to be playful with uh, songs. That was great. And then there were other great songs in there. I won't go through all of them. But yeah, um, and then, you know, for the rest of the album, it comes a bit more sort of contemplative and he's just thinking about his life. You can see sort of spiritualities coming through and, you know, there's this real tension, <clears throat> which is like a common theme for a lot of rappers, like this tension between like being a person of faith, but mm. also being on the streets. Do, and like, doing you know, yeah. <laughs> and like this whole idea of like praying for forgiveness. Yeah. But then to then go and do something else. So it was interesting to see him Prayer explore that. Man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> literally, literally. So, um, yeah, I really, really enjoy the album. Um, I think there was just great balance to it. Great pace. And yeah, just really, really good tracks on there. So for me, I will be giving it. I'm going to give it a 4.2. Ooh. I really like the album. Mm. Okay. I'm just going to sound like a, a copycat today. I'm going <laughs> to... Same. I agree. No, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed mm. it. So, uh, yeah, I think that's, that's more than fair. Mm. So, yeah, well done. Well done to my man. I think he's from Tottenham, I believe. Um, he doesn't have a Wikipedia page, but he I was is. trying to find out more well, about he's, him. That's North London, right? <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, that's North London. Yes, because... You he had... disrespect us every day. Because <laughs> he had Dappy on there. And I was like, hmm, yeah. interesting feature. I mean, then... Dappy's from Mayans. He's there from Northwest. So I was like, Two okay, you know what? It makes sense. And you know what? Dappy, Dappy came correct on there yeah, as well. So, yeah. Um, great, great album. Great features. Yeah. Shout out to you, Abracadabra. Big up. Um, I'm just gonna do a quick shout. This is like super late, but um, I mean, if, if anyone hasn't listened, the uh, the JoJo album, um, our White Queen JoJo, uh, it, it's was it summer maybe, but um, it's it, it's really it's good. So mm. I would just say uh, check that out. Um, also, I um, <laughs> one of my friends after listening to like the past two episodes of the podcast, he's just he's not been very happy with um my weekend slander <laughs> um and so i got bullied into listening to uh the most recent album the after what's it even called after hours yeah mm. and you know what mm. i didn't hate it like it was all right okay. um in terms of like tracks i enjoyed um mm. scared to live that was pretty decent heartless blinding lights which is like the big song everyone talks about um yeah it was it was, it was all right um what, you enjoyed blinding lights i didn't mind it like okay mm again it's just like mm. Mm. um in your eyes was all right and save your tears so mm. those were the songs i was like yeah mm-hmm. like i can i can get with this but i just mm. like i tried but just i he's just not doing it for me and anymore. to be fair like i will redact some of the weekend slander as well because <laughs> you know he, he i just think i forgot how many like good tunes he's proud in the past um like yeah. yeah what's that one love in the crew crew love or whatever crew love, yeah, that's yeah. a sick tune um so yeah, yeah like, i even maybe need to rethink 
you know like um, house of balloons like back in those like he yeah he's done he's done some bits um, yeah so you know what i will check out um, this new album as well uh to appease your friend <laughs> He was mad. <laughs> like more weekend slander. Like, listen, you know, we, we can't afford to aggravate our listeners. I'm <laughs> fair. I'm fair. All right, nigga. I'll okay, I'll check out to you. <laughs> but um, yeah, in terms of uh, songs, I think that's that's us good on the download. I think so. Okay, so now we're gonna jump into the lowdown, which is our pop culture segment. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Hmm. Got a range of things here should we start let's get the kind of light um slash don't have too much to say <laughs> things out the way first okay. so uh cassie's pregnant again yeah that's nice congrats. love that for her mm. and her fine white man um, his name is literally alex fine um beautiful man beautiful man but uh cassie has announced she's pregnant and expecting her second child with Al- um with husband alex fine mm. um just a few days ago they celebrated their daughter frankie turning one um and yeah she just cassie consistently fine and mm. she just minds her business mm. and yeah <laughs> yeah cassie been fine listen Oof. um like, honestly i swear <laughs> i don't know i don't know if you ever had this thought but you know in me and you mm. you know when she kisses herself in the mirror mm-hmm. did you think that was like gay as fuck no i literally was like oh my gosh she's a lesbian <laughs> like i saw that like it was hot but i was like of course yeah like she's kissing herself but that was like my i don't know how old i was like what seven-year-old mind like I, trying to process i can't it. even rem- i remember vaguely the the video but mm. I, I don't remember the, the kiss oh yeah no she i just thought she was beautiful oh anyway um yeah, yeah congrats no, to her love that for her mm. um there is we don't know too much about it yet but there is going to be another spider-man movie which i'm actually very very gassed for mm. um i'm a spider-man <laughs> stan like <laughs> since i when i was a kid like i watched all the all the movies mm. all the different iterations of like the cartoons mm-hmm. read the comics like had a fucking spider-man costume like oh, wow I, I was a fucking stan uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> hey listen he was just i i can't even it is it is uh, I, there is a <laughs> it's like well I, I mean is it so i had this thing where i used to um so they had these like Spider-Man costumes like for mm, kids mm. and then they had like fake muscles mm. in the in the costume. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to <laughs> This is why I say, you know, as obviously as we were having this conversation like the other week, like mm. as kids, like mm. you express yourselves Absolutely. and like, you know, gender and et cetera, et cetera. So I used mm-hmm. to like wear that um I think I cut the, the suit in half. <laughs> so I just had like the top half and I used to mm. wear the like muscle suit underneath like my t shirts and stuff <laughs> and like pretend that I was this like jack dude and stuff. <laughs> And oh, I just had this weird, fa- I was like six. I just had this phase of just like always wanting to like whatever. Um, mm. My mom made me get rid of, um, get rid of the costume. Probably for other reasons. But, uh, <laughs> anyway, the, but uh, yeah, no, it's set to be. So I think Jamie Foxx is going to reprise his uh, role as Electro. Mm. Um, and Alfred Molina um, is coming back as Doc Ock. So people have been saying that there's a, yeah, there were also whispers about um, potentially Andrew Garfield and toby Maguire also being in it so there's mm. talks that you know it might be a situation of like similar to into the spider-verse like mm. a multi-universe kind of thing which ah, cool. if they manage to pull it off i think could be mm-hmm. pretty sick mm. um tom holland i think in terms of the best spider-man and who kind of would best suit spider-man i think mm-hmm. he is kind of our best spider-man but mm. like 
tradi- like in terms of like tradition and mm. like nostalgia like toby Maguire yeah. is always gonna be yeah. <laughs> my spider-man but um mm. yeah no i'm i'm excited i think that's set to be coming out when did they say december mm. 2021 mm. so hold tight for that uh marvel mm. fans it's so um, interesting yeah. because like spider-man like obviously for like queer girls or like girls who sort of like exploring their um sort of gender expression like mm. spider-man is like a kind of go-to character but also in the gay world as well like gay men are obsessed with spider-man i don't know what it really? is i like on i swear on tinder on various apps <laughs> you will see like just gay men dressed up as like um spider-man if you go to any halloween party you'll like any sort of gay themed kind of dressy mm. up thing there'll be one guy wearing spider-man i don't know if it's because he's like a bit like like slender <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what it is like he's a bit live a bit i mean supple. he's confer- apparently he's um apparently they've said he's bi i heard that yeah yeah i mean well, hey. the, the people are <laughs> <laughs> i mean you know yeah we stay with it <laughs> <laughs> so yeah yeah i'm yeah i'm interested to see how this goes and yeah if he's gonna be bi i'm definitely watching that film <laughs> uh yeah i hope to see my girl zendaya mm. um she just yeah she anyway yeah, yeah. did you mm. see the euphoria um special episode no you don't I watch euphoria, i haven't watched euphoria but i will watch it's it really i will good. watch you it should. yeah i will you should uh ariana grande is doing a netflix documentary um <laughs> excuse me i love you uh oh spider <laughs> Where? It's a big one. Where? There. Like, you see the glass and there's the yeah. white bit? Oh, fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are you good with spiders? Um, I mean, as long as it doesn't come here. You know what? I've got an eye on it. I will keep... Okay. Trust me. I ain't taking my eye for that. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't taking my eye for that. Okay. That's fine. Okay. Right. So, <laughs> Oh, it's Spider-Man. Um, look. Wow. <laughs> Let it bite you. <laughs> sorry where were we uh yeah ariana grande um mm-hmm. is doing a netflix documentary mm-hmm. uh i guess it's yeah it's following the sweetener world tour mm-hmm. i i don't have that much to say on it <laughs> yeah well i'm gonna watch it i'm gonna watch it because i'm doing this for us <laughs> because you know what uh like i said earlier crystal watched the taylor swift um documentary and she changed her mind so maybe i can watch this and change my this thing i don't even know how i feel about ariana grande i don't know why i think I, in my mind it's the read. I blame the read. They talk too much about her sleeves. I mean, <laughs> I, I think the sleeves thing is hilarious. She, I mean, okay. Like, I feel like with, uh, okay, at least with me, I have, mm. <laughs> I've given myself like an allowance of one kind of problematic white artist mm-hmm. that I'm just like, I will, I will defend. I don't care what they do. I mean, as long as she's not fucking calling people nigger or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, in terms of like my problematic white artists that I'm just gonna, I don't care. Like Ariana Grande is one of them. And, to be fair, like, mm. apart from, you know, light kind of, maybe you can say, you know, the tan is a bit too much. And mm. I mean, yeah, she, she's done some other stuff, which is a bit, you know. The, um, donut, but yeah. the donut licking. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And like, just in terms of like cultural appropriation stuff yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, whatever, yeah. which mm. I, I hear. Um, John Mayer is my other one. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> I fucking love John Mayer. So mm. suck it. Um, mm. But yeah, I mean, I... It's not yeah. super violent stuff she's been doing. Yeah, like it's, it's like, you, know. you know, it's... Uh, <laughs> Just mm. like the, the Instagram babes mm. a bit, a bit too. Sorry, a bit can too we deal with that spider? It's just looking menacing. The fact, oh. the function, the, oh. the vibes are being okay. Yeah, okay. Let's... One sec, because right. <laughs> it's like look at it. Oh, it's yeah, on yeah, the no. move. Do you have a? Um, okay, we are back. The threat has been neutralized. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, so where were we? Uh, I love John Mayer. Um, uh-huh. Sleeves is, you know, uh-huh. she's not that bad. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you um, know what? Like, yeah. I, because it's funny, because like, I feel like I, I really liked Ariana Grande when she came out. And I loved how she was such like big Mariah Carey stan. Mm. And then Mariah Carey just refused to acknowledge her existence. Yeah. For, like, <laughs> I love that they years. now have they, they have But then they came now, together. Yeah. With Jay Hard. Yeah. And I, you know what? I actually liked that she kind of made her work for it. And then, because it would be, it would she, been, yeah, yeah, she put in her time, you know? yeah, yeah, she put in her time, um, and like she had to take the sort of shade from her and still stand her. And then Mariah was like, you know what, come on. Mm-hmm. And then they did a little whistle note together. On yeah, the track. it was cute, cute, so cute. Um, so yeah, I will check out this um, documentary, and yeah, maybe she'll make a believer out of me. <laughs> <laughs> my niece, my niece, fucking, <laughs> she's like one. She listen. All I know was she's she was crying. I put on the position video. She stopped. So, and uh, we we were talking. <laughs> I think I was maybe sending you or someone a voice note. I'm just mm. like, oh yeah, you know, she loves Ariana Grande. And then literally in that moment, she did like, she screamed. But it sounded almost like a whistle tone. Like, <laughs> I was like, see. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I will I will check out the, mm. the documentary probably. Mm. Um, other stuff that's coming out. Sister Act 3. Yeah. Exciting. With exciting. actual Whoopi Goldberg. Yes. <laughs> and it shall be uh, also... <laughs> Uh, I believe um, Tyler Perry is also set to uh, produce mm. this movie. <laughs> I, well, what does produce actually mean in like film? Does it just mean you like like pump money into it? I think so. Okay, that's like fine. he's not gonna. We'll he's, take he, your yeah, money. Yeah, my issue with Tyler Perry is his writing and his. Um, yeah, we don't want yeah. any of your creative <laughs> input, but we will take your money. Your fucking Dolores and her, I don't know, light skin postman love interest that saves her from this like evil dark skin bald priest guy. We don't we don't need that title. And she we gets hooked don't. on crap or whatever. Yeah, no, we're not we're not doing that. Um, but yeah, no, that's exciting. I've sister act. I think Sister Act is one of those, there's a few movies where mm. the sequel is as good and sometimes better than the OG. Mm. And I think Sister Act, like both one and two are mm. spectacular. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely love to. Obviously it's got Lauren Hill in it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. okay. So yeah, no, I'm gassed. Yeah. See yeah. how this goes. Yeah. Awesome. I will check that out. Uh, okay. In terms of good shit, that's, um, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's about it. So mm-hmm. uh, Red Table Talk. Um, <laughs> oh, let uh, me get my notes. <laughs> I, hmm, many, many a thought. Okay, so uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Olivia Jade is the daughter of Laurie Laughlin uh-huh. and um, Massimo or whatever. Um, yeah, her her mum um, played like Aunt Becky on, on Full House. Was it Full House or Full House? Uh, I think it was Full House. Full House. Because um, there was like, was like a reboot or something anyway yeah her mom is like a famous actress and her Mm -hmm. dad is also mega rich and they were part of the whole um college admissions scandal Mm -hmm. the other year where super rich people were paying for their kids to get into ivy league colleges Mm. olivia jade was one of the most notable one of the most notable ones because she was also like an influencer and had like videos of her being like oh you know i'm just going to party and like spring break and like i'm not really gonna be at school so she yeah kind of became like the poster well, I was about to say poster boy, poster person for, mm. you know, white privilege and um, all that shit. So um, she recently went on Red Table Talk with uh, Jada Pinkett Smith um, and Gammy and Willow um, to, yeah, basically speak about like what happened, what's happened since then, what she's learned. 
etc etc um i mean so i I watched i watched the video like i watched Mm. the whole thing it was like Mm. what half an hour Mm. in terms of the the content i think and other people have said this like the the conversation that they had beforehand was Mm. i think more interesting than the actual Mm. conversation because (laughs) gammy wasn't about it she was like she was not i don't know why we're having this girl on here like Mm. it's ironic (laughs) that she's choosing three black women to come Mm. and like uh rehabilitate her image like Mm -hmm. she doesn't need us either way she's gonna be fine Mm. and in the grand scheme of things like who gives a fuck like this Mm. this means nothing Mm. um and i simply agree (laughs) Mm. uh jada was mm, what was she saying she says something dumb like oh well for you to like judge her as a white person that's the same as someone just saying that all our black experiences are the same and like you can't just like you know judge her as this privileged person and not understand her experience and i'm just like no like Mm -hmm she ugh, she tries to do this like sometimes i feel like she's too removed from everyday people to understand how we sort of react to these things mm. and i feel like the reason maybe that didn't offend you as much is because you are in the position you are in the, the thing is though but what also confused me about jada i feel like she wasn't quite sure about what she wanted to do in yeah. some ways because she made out like she was very much like you know let's be fair and blah 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 mm. but actually she kind of ha- like she kind of handed her ass to her a little bit like, a little G- bit gammy did it the most oh yeah she straight up was like listen little girl but I'm- you know she didn't let her run like when when um she came on and she was like i couldn't think of a better place to be um, <laughs> and then jenny was like mm-hmm. so uh, why did you choose the company <laughs> like, you know so she i don't know I wasn't too happy with Jada's performance. I was very happy with Gammy. I feel oh, like yeah. Gammy, you know, she, she said, said what the needed to be said. That needed to be she said, said it. Exactly. She said it. I mean, Willow was just like... Just, <laughs> she was just like, mm, yeah, you know, yeah. You know when you're just sitting among like the, the elders, you're just kind of like, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Just, but, just nod. I mean, I didn't hate um, the things that Olivia Jade was saying. Again, it's not... I, I don't think the conversation... Yeah, her publicist that like, prepped her well. She, she said... <laughs> she said everything. She did, her, she did her homework, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, she did what she, she It was just cracking me up, though, like, when she was, like, you know, trying to drag herself. And they were all just like, mm, yes, yes, <laughs> drag herself. Um, but, I mean, she... I'm not unhappy with everything she's... Like, everything that um, Olivia said. Um, like, I read this article afterwards by Sachi Cole from BuzzFeed. And <laughs> she, but I read it on Rolling Stone. <laughs> Hyperlinked to be there. But, um, you know, she said um, that she came in and she sits very still in a stunning pink suit and she patiently, dutifully, calmly eats shit. <laughs> and I actually agree with that. I feel like she came there. To be fair, yeah. She did try and, can you know, claimed the whole i just didn't know kind of thing but for the most part i think she just took what was given to her and she was receptive and you know sometimes gammy would say something she'd be like you know what you're right and i ain't got anything to say else to say so i didn't hate her uh, performance or whatever you want to call it but again i i don't know what it added to the discourse really i think it was great for her maybe mm. But in terms of like trying to like provide, I don't know, some sort of healing or outreach no, or whatever. Nah. No. Um, and I really didn't need that story about her going to some poor neighborhood. And yeah. Like, I was uh, like, mm, nah, okay. that ain't it, sis. That ain't it. Okay. <laughs> but like, just to, I'll, I'll make a point about Olivia and but just to circle mm. back to um, Jada and her reasoning and everything. Mm. Um, there is some, this, she said something that did kind of irk me. Um, mm. She was making the point that, um, 
because I yeah because obviously Gabby was saying like you know this is a, a rich white girl who you know etc cetera, etc cetera. and she's like you know like I wouldn't want people to to judge her in that way and just because mm. you know like basically like rich people have problems too and yeah. she compared it to like you know someone like Willow who even though you know mm-hmm. she's in this position etc cetera, etc cetera, mm. she was still struggling mm-hmm. and with like self-harm and stuff i was mm. like that's not like you can't compare I like, didn't like they that, were just yeah. scamming to get into college like there's a difference between yeah, that yeah, and like yeah. actual depression because yeah mm. like regardless of how much money you have you can still mm. struggle mm. with these issues and like i don't think it's fair for people to downplay that just because you're rich mm. but this is not this like this is apples and oranges like you can't yeah like this girl just <laughs> her parents paid some money for her to get into college yeah. they got caught and mm. they went to jail for what like two months mm-hmm. um <laughs> they're gonna be unpaid yeah. a fine yeah. like yeah completely completely different and like, i would have respected jada if she was just like mm. you know ratings wise it's gonna be lit like you know mm. Mm. because i just don't and gammy made the point like she doesn't need red table talk to no. like she'll be she'll be fine and no. again you know the thing of black women supporting white women and you know when it's the other way around mm. like etc cetera, etc cetera. Mm. um but in terms of like olivia jade what she said in the interview because <laughs> i was i was like listening and i'm sorry um i was listening and i was like kind of making notes and stuff and then i was literally just about to write um actually you know what i i kind of feel a little bit bad for her and then she <laughs> and then she fucking went <laughs> um sorry and then literally as i was writing that she was like um she wasn't angry when it happened. I was like, well, okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was literally about to say yeah. like, you know, like she mm. seems to be, you know, repentant, etc. And like, mm. she didn't know. I, I'm going to give mm. her the benefit of that, that she didn't know. But she was like, yeah, yeah when it happened, like, I will mm. admit, I didn't really see anything wrong with it. And et cetera, anything, et cetera. she had like white outrage about it. Like, why are people getting on to me? Mm. Like, you know, and then, you know what? Yeah. But at the same time, I kind of respect that um, candor and just being honest about yeah. like how you know deep in her sort of privilege she was mm. but um, it just shows like rich people they live mm, on another planet yeah like yeah just like listening to her talk i mm. was like we do not live mm. in this like we <laughs> exist in two completely different even worlds. the way she was talking about her parents being in prison just killed me because right? she was like talking like you know it's a reflection period for them like right? like, it like it's like, time out literally i was <laughs> creasing she's like yeah oh, like you know days. i think i'll give them time to... and i was like that's how you know like they're cushy mm. and they're fine like she and hasn't even called them yet legit she's like oh yeah like (laughs) (laughs) chilling chilling but yeah obviously and Mm. yeah like Gami said like in the grand scheme of things like no one I obviously I had more thoughts about this when the whole college like admission scandal happened Mm. but it it just again ironic that and I mean there have been legal ways that they do this for ages like you know paying for a building or you know donating to a library Mm. or yada 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 Mm. all that stuff that you know they do to sway favor favor sorry mm-hmm. um for their kids but mm-hmm. it's just ironic that you will have certain these say the kids of like these same people who do this will then look at you know black kids and be like oh you know affirmative action and mm-hmm. you know da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. when you know there are kids who have fucking busted their ass yeah. and <laughs> yeah worked hard as fuck to get to these you know ivy league institutions mm-hmm. um who have not had an ounce of the mm privilege mm. and um opportunities that these other kids have had yeah so and gammy even kind of said it where yeah. she was like i'm not necessarily angry at you mm. it's what you represent, represent. yeah <laughs> and i yeah. think that's fair i think that's, that's fair. it so um yeah i mean one other thing that really cracked me up was that at the very beginning <laughs> yeah i think this girl she she knew like she came prepared but also i think she maybe was she thought she might get off lightly because she even said like she didn't want to feel like she was going to be attacked mm. <laughs> and i was like hmm. but at the beginning um like jada was like 
she was like what were some of the repercussions because you're a beautiful young and then literally i could see olivia jane was about to say thank you <laughs> and like literally her tongue was on her teeth to I'm pronounce that and literally she just switched and went white woman who's been born into privilege <laughs> and i was like oh i wish she'd said thank you after that <laughs> like, mm. that would have been hilarious but well, yeah you know what i didn't hate it uh, but at the same time, it definitely felt like it did more for Olivia Jade than it did for moving forward the conversation and, you know, just having like intelligent discourse about it. I feel like actually, like you said, the most important things came from Gammy. Mm. Um, yeah. So shout outs to Gammy. <laughs> yeah. Um, sorry. I just super, super, super last thing because it mm. just came to my mind as we were talking about this. Mm. I think also maybe part of the reason she, um, Jada might have been a bit kind of defensive and stuff about you know her decision to to have her on there and and everything Mm. is like obviously like yeah they are still black and there are still you know things that they will face and things they have faced you know coming up and whatever but obviously now with her kids like her and will smith (laughs) have obviously given um willow and Jaden every opportunity available (laughs) and i feel like there might be a feeling of Mm. you know like whether like obviously i'm not saying she like paid to get them into anywhere but Mm you hold a certain sway and yeah, so yeah. by the fact of them being your kids alone mm. probably would have given them certain opportunities that other people wouldn't have had mm. and like again like it's not so basically yeah kind of maybe taking a bit personally because like people could say I that so. i have yeah you know i think yeah cetera, i think she yeah she wasn't this like neutral sort yeah of, like mediator in this situation mm. i think actually and she even said like sometimes yeah. you do things that you think are best for your kids yeah. and yeah duh, duh, duh. so i was yeah, like mm, that was very okay telling. yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, but, um, you know, Olivia Jade, she... <laughs> she'll be fine. She'll so. be fine. She'll see her mum yeah. and, like... <laughs> by, by, by March, she'll, yeah. they'll, be, they'll be back home <laughs> um, in the valley, wherever the fuck they live under. Uh, okay. Um, T.I. <sighs> I, I can't stand this man. I, I actually can't him. stand this I man. I can't stand him. Okay, so uh, rapper T.I. Um, was on his podcast i believe uh yes it it's called, it ex- called? Ex- expeditiously, expeditiously his favorite word because you know he yeah. fucking learned everyone in the dictionary mm. in prison um <laughs> and of course the the, the ti T-I in yeah <laughs> so so uh yeah on the most recent episode or oh, sorry on uh a recent episode of his podcast he was on with um 21 savage and they were talking about um their daughters and um why they're more protective over their daughters than they are of their sons. Mm. And during this, um, T.I. says, should I have a go? Mm, okay. The Atlanta <laughs> accent is, mm. I'm, I'm just, you know, mm. Americans, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> Bear with me. Um, because someone's can- <laughs> <laughs> Well. My leg did. Jesse. Yeah, um, you'll be fine. Uh, she'll be okay. Um, because sons can't can't get pregnant. You can't keep her from running one of them niggas. Me and Lil Duval call it thought prevention hours. Keep your daughter off the pole. You spend you spending time going to daddy daughter dances and taking her on trips where it's just you and her. Those are thought prevention hours. You Mm, you don't do that they're gonna be somewhere in magic city trying to figure it out that's absolutely necessary for any father so um mm. i mean I-, I can't lie thought mm. prevention i always did tickle me <laughs> <laughs> but also 
Ti, fuck you. Yeah, fuck you. He's aud- oh, audacious. Audacious. He is so misogynistic. Like it's it's honestly like, like he is like freaking, like old school misogyny. Mm. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. like deep, deep rooted. Rich, yeah. Mm. Like it's it's really disgusting. Like he is so obsessed with like his daughter's sexuality and it's like yeah. can you just like let them just R- relax be? yeah like just let them be and like even just you know 21 savage there like nodding the head mm. mindlessly like it was all just very stupid and like this guy just doesn't want to learn he doesn't want to learn because he got dragged like last yeah. year when he was saying that he took right um, so. to get her her hymen checked like Excuse me. Mm. It it just it's there's um there's this guy on um Instagram called the Consciously and he's I follow him because he's like a cishet nigger but he is like <laughs> he's, I mean his name is literally Consciously but um mm. he's like not ignorant and mm. he tries to understand certain topics and he kind mm. of I think he kind of bridges the gap between like the ignorant niggers and like mm. quote unquote woke people mm. and and everything um but he um mentioned the phrase uh parasite parasitic sorry patriarchal guilt mm. that's what ti suffers from and it's basically mm. this whole thing of you know that you ain't shit <laughs> and your <laughs> actions are giving an example yeah. to other niggers to also yeah. not be shit and yeah. so you're terrified of your daughter running into the kind of men that yeah. you are you know encouraging Absolutely. these others to become yeah so that's when it's super ironic because this guy like he cheats on his wife constantly mm. constantly disrespects her mm. like he tried to fucking screw up with floyd mayweather when he thought um there was a chance that tiny might <laughs> be interested really? in him oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like t- he's been mm. cheating like mm. and sorry the they had it was their wedding anniversary it was a few months ago i remember um it was their tenure and sorry he just had a line that i mean the whole thing was just like but um what do you say uh i know you've endured some circumstantial unpleasantries on this ride and so have i but struggles flaws and all i wouldn't want to trade our ride for the world because it produced um the pain that brought us understanding uh with no struggle there's no progress to be honest i'd rather struggle with you than shine effortlessly with anyone else and that was you know men they love to be like you know we've had our ups and downs which that means you've cheated yeah and i'm just like this whole struggle love thing like it's not and the struggle is always on On the the female's part like (laughs) you're struggling to not cheat yeah (laughs) and she's struggling with all of the crap that you bring nah it's no it's just he the the sad thing is i bet like she read that and she was like crying like oh that's my i mean yeah tiny's a bit of a bird i can't lie um (laughs) (laughs) but he just uh yeah i mean Mm. yeah he's as you said old school misogynist Mm. sexist what do you say you can't um it was like before the, the 2016 election um he can't vote for a woman because you know they they're emotional and oh, oh yeah no 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 straight i i also oh, have the quote days. because i was like i'm gonna come correct um because t i've been pissing me off mm. uh what do you say um not to be sexist <laughs> but i can't vote for the leader of the free world to be a woman uh just because every other position that exists i think women could do well but the president it's kind of like i just know that women make rash decisions emotionally look at donald trump um they make very permanent um cemented decisions and then later it's kind of like it didn't happen or they didn't mean for it to happen and i sure would hate to just set off a nuke other world leaders won't be able to negotiate foreign policy the world ain't ready yet i think you might be able to get the loch ness monster elected before you could get a woman elected oh my well as in oh just the loch ness monster (laughs) oh yeah yeah 
thought he was calling Donald Trump the Loch Ness no, Monster. No, 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 no. Um, um, which so is yeah, just ridiculous. Yeah, which is obviously very ridiculous because Donald Trump ended up being that emotionally unstable He's president. A child. And just like pretty much all wars ever have been started by men. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, what is your. So, yeah, um, I. I had more, I feel like I had more smoke at the time when I, I don't know, I just had a very just visceral reaction when I had that. Mm. Sorry, when I um saw that, that snippet, because it's just kind of like, what? Mm. Do you not see the irony? Like your whole career, like even mm. like the songs, like what you rap about, like mm-hmm. it's all this, like you fucking glamorize like strippers and all this shit, but now suddenly yeah. it's, you know, like, mm-hmm. uh you know, strippers and sex workers, you know, they obviously all have like daddy issues and da 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 da, so I've got to, Instead of just saying like I want to spend time with my daughter so she can see what Isn't like it? love Isn't is and like what, what a good man is and you know play the old daddy daughter time. You could just time. say that, yeah, because like just the act in itself, like yeah, daddy daughter time, great, mm. love it. But immediately again, sexualizing like thought prevention hours, mm-hmm. like why are you obsessed mm-hmm. with this idea of mm-hmm. your daughter? <laughs> I don't know, busting it wide and being a hoe. Like mm. what? Mm. I just yeah, I I don't have it. Um, mm. Yeah, I think. <laughs> Mm, no, nothing else to say <laughs> on him. <laughs> oh, um, okay. So, FK Twigs uh, recently um, came forward. She's suing Shia LaBeouf. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, basically, long story short, he was just super abusive. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there was an incident in like the car uh, where he was like threatening to like crash it or something mm, or like take the seatbelt off she didn't say yeah she loved him yeah 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 and um i think they said like he knowingly transmitted an sti to her um mm. he would like ration the amount of time she could like um touch him or whatever and she had to he was really weird about like other men and stuff and he would mm. make her like when they were at dinner or whatever like she'd keep her eyes low and not mm. make eye contact with like male waiters and whatever mm-hmm. and basically yeah he was an abusive dick mm. um so yeah she had this whole um thread where she was kind of speaking about it and she mentioned that especially during covid times the amount of women who are kind of dealing with um domestic abuse from mm. partners has skyrocketed because mm. obviously they're, they're stuck in the house with them yeah and um kind of shouted out some organizations who are supporting women in this with domestic violence yeah it's just super sad um and i feel yeah awful like i i mean i read the whole kind of new york times article it was a long one um mm. and it's just and he yeah he's he's done this to other uh partners um in terms of yeah physical and mm. emotional abuse and stuff um yeah no i just you know my my thoughts are, are with her i hope she's around good people mm. and you know is is healing from all of this but mm. yeah no it's it's fucked mm. <laughs> that yeah yeah and it is really fucked when like you know you you hear of these guys who like it's one thing when like you know these men who align themselves with feminism and like stand in solidarity with you know the me too movement and mm. things like that and then you hear about you know <laughs> effed up shit that happened in their past and it's like oh mm. but then this is even like he you know stood in solidarity with the me too movement and everything Oh, and then, yeah 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 and oh. then since then he has then mm. gone on to carry on with that like that's just like a that is like super sickening like just looking at the situation and just seeing how like there are these people out there as well who will literally like like purport to be like to make out like they are yeah. just yeah Allies. like you know yeah exactly like mm. we had it with did you ever see that video of Ezra Miller no like, oh wait, when he he's just a- 
queer baiter. Is yeah. he? <laughs> I think he's he, low key queer. Is he? I think but so. But I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. What did he yeah. do? Like, there was this video where he was just like throttling this woman. <laughs> like, oh, fuck. Yeah, I do yeah, remember that. Yeah, yeah. And it's like. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. And it's just like, you no, know, sometimes, honestly, these like. These soft boy types, like they're, yeah, they're dangerous. You, you have they're to actually dangerous. be careful you have them. To keep an eye on them. You actually have to keep an eye on them because they will actually make you think. Like they're, they're just crafty. as dangerous. Yeah, they're crafty, they're crafty and like that. They can just be so manipulative, mm-hmm. and really just you know, yeah, switch it up. The gaslight. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um I mean, he's always been a bit weird, but mm. to hear this now, it's just like, oh. um, like, and he's come out since and said. Yep. I'm an alcoholic. I can't I can't <laughs> yeah. help that I you know, if I've hurt yeah. people, you know, I'm in a twelve step program. Mm. And then some of the stuff you said, like, you know, some of the stuff is not true, but you know, I can't control how, you know, people react. Da, 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 da. But yeah, basically he was mm. like, Yeah, I'm a dick, but I mm. have a problem. Mm. Um which uh, okay, yeah, alcoholism yeah. is is real and I understand, mm-hmm. but what you've done, like it, it yeah, it, it doesn't excuse. Yeah, it. yeah, exactly. And you can give us, re- you can try and give us reasons. Give your apology, like at least if it's fucking fake, like mm. give some sort of earnest. Like yeah. it's just very blase yeah. and like, yeah, you yeah. know what it is. Like mm. I can't help it. I'm so, a dick. so yeah, she's you know taken her action uh, because like, and that's the thing. Like you know, in especially in America, sometimes the only way you can get some justice is by suing niggas. <laughs> so you know, and she's already <laughs> said, society, yeah, yeah, she's already said that. You know the proceeds of well, proceeds. I don't know whatever, whatever settlement or yeah, whatever what she, she gets, gets from it. it yeah. She will be, you know, passing that money on to organisations who support victims of domestic abuse. Mm. So yeah, uh, just sending positive vibrations to her. Yeah, really sucks that she went through that. Yeah, and uh, fuck Shia LaBeouf. Um, mm. Just twenty twenty man. Mm everyone everyone is awful uh okay in terms of what we've got left um i can't lie i haven't really like kept up with this did you want to talk about the the slum flower um oh uh, i mean <laughs> like literally a couple of sentences on it yeah I'll let Just you go. basically so. so there is um a sort of feminist influencer type person mm. out there goes by the name the slum flower most famously known for the hashtag saggy boobs matter mm-hmm. where she was just like you know post uh promoting body positive bo- body positivity and everything and yeah you know there was a time when she came out and people were really like you know yeah it's great to see what she's doing and yeah it was definitely an interesting moment um then there's this girl called Florence Given who I've heard about recently. I, my friend literally <laughs> told me about her like two days ago. Yeah, I didn't and know who this woman was. you know some people really stand for her, and apparently she's been very unproblematic in the past. She's very aware of like her privilege as a white woman. She's always trying to amplify black voices, but the drama happens when um, she brings out her new book, which is "Women Do Not Owe You Pretty," I believe mm. it's called, and uh, Slumflower claims that uh florence given has basically ripped off her book what a time to be alone now there's been a lot of (laughs) discourse (laughs) going on since this and you know i think rightfully so a lot of people saw that and this they were like you know this isn't cool like apparently in the acknowledgement section like nine out of the ten women or something like that that she acknowledges are black women Mm. Which, you know, I guess in her mind, she was like, oh, yeah, I need to 
pay, you know, homage, homage yeah, yeah. exactly to the black women who um, helped, you know, create this book or helped this book to become what it is. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Slumflowers arguing like, this is proof that she just copies and pastes from black women. <laughs> But then other people are like, oh, you're one to talk because you copied the shit you saw on Pinterest from sex workers, put it into a book, and now you're rich whilst we're all broke out here. So it was all just a very, very messy situation that I just, you know, just like, Mm-mm, too long, didn't read. Like, mm. I just saw <laughs> that it That was all. literally it. I, was like, <laughs> I just saw it all and I was like, you know what? I also don't even care because personally, for me, it just shows the limitations of this sort of like filtered hashtag girl boss influencer feminism this mm. new sort of wave of feminism that I we've got at it. the moment it. <laughs> it's yeah because like yeah you know they they say that they're the third wave of fem- feminism is digital but i think this is like a slight sort of offshoot off of that which is like this is the thing sometimes you do need your feel-good feminism you do need your entry-level feminism you know to sort of just get people in i get that but at the same time it's all kind of the same if it's entry level, there's only so many way. There's only so many things you can talk about, you know. And I feel like neither of these women was saying anything revolutionary. Mm. And so, for one to claim that another person has copied them when they were just saying what you know, women have been saying like for ages. feminist girls yeah. have been saying just for you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's just a bit. I think that I, it all just got a bit convoluted. It was all a bit silly. It, like everyone involved just looks a bit messy. <laughs> so um, uh, yeah, I you know obviously I saw it and I wanted to be like, oh, this isn't right. Like, nah, we need to back up black women. But I look at the whole situation. I'm like, oh. but at the same time, these are the limitations of you know this this brand of feminism, like literal brand <laughs> of feminism mm. that we're seeing these days. It's very very easy to replicate. Mm. And unfortunately, it just shows how, yeah, of course, yeah, there are, you know, uh, discussions to be had about how, okay, yeah, maybe it's a basic idea, but how come when she did it, she made so much more money than me? <laughs> of course, that's a discussion, but at the same time, it's all still basic. And yeah, 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 just a messy <laughs> situation. And I'm just like, Bleh. Hey, uh, yeah, TLDR for me. But, um, <laughs> fair play. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm just gonna say quickly, um, Seeing Dion Warwick on Twitter has really just <laughs> given me the serotonin boost I needed for <laughs> this 2020. She's so fun. Did you see what she um, Chance the Rapper? No. It was like, why, um, if you're a rapper, why do you have the rapper in your name? <laughs> I've been thinking about this page. <laughs> and she's just been tweeting at people. There was, oh, who's a picture that. with? Um, it was like, I think she had a picture with like Idris Elba or something. And then mm. she was like, oh, I wonder if he follows me. I, I can't remember. There was something <laughs> with Idris Elba. And she, she's just such an auntie, but she's also like unproblematic. And she's mm. said like, you know, includes things about like the LGBTQ plus community, which oh. we love to see. Um, <laughs> she's just funny. Mm. Uh, you lot on Clubhouse as well. You need to relax. Um, Honestly. I <laughs> The kettle thing killed me. The whole, Mm-mm. basically kettle spot um, diaspora wars like the other week. Um, but yeah, I got, you know, black Americans and then it was just like, oh, you guys don't have kettles. Da, da, da. And then it was like, oh, Wait, you, you what? guys. Wait, what's going on here? Kettles? Kettles. Who doesn't have kettles? So, you know, like in America, like they generally don't really have kettles. What? How did do you they... know that? What did they? They literally bought it on the stove. Oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> and then this is why that's they were coming cool. for us. <laughs> no, I was like, do you live in the 
1800s what's wrong with you <laughs> like yeah electric kettles are just not a, a household item which is mad to me i mean i kind of get it in many ways you don't need a kettle but, but at the same do, time I'm like, what I mean, do they not drink as much tea? I don't know. Maybe it's that. I, and then maybe they have coffee makers. Yeah. That, okay. Yeah, but... they have like curios and stuff. But, okay, but yeah, basically, yeah, there was a whole hilarious. thing, whatever. And then someone had like, a, they had like a clubhouse room where they changed their icons to kettles and it was just like, <laughs> it was funny. But no, the one that killed me was like this week, there was literally, there were rooms with like niggas moaning. <laughs> so can we, can we just demystify this term? <laughs> what do we mean by moan? Like, do we just mean just moaning like like yeah like okay sex noise and stuff oh wait what like moaning oh i thought we were talking about guys who were just like you know complaining, complaining. no like they were mo- like right. sexual moans so ex- wait no one more time <laughs> i mean i've been avoiding clubhouse generally because i right. just i don't have the time but as far as i understand i think oh. they were literally like rooms where they were just like moaning as like part of like a competition or something <laughs> So I think some of them were just maybe just for enjoyment. Some of them maybe there was like money to be won. I don't know. Right. All I know is someone said the <laughs> the men that God sent to be building houses um, are moaning for money. Right. On okay. I really. It, it was just okay. The girls are having a lot of fun on Clubhouse, <laughs> and you know I, I I love that for them. I love that they changed recently. The um, it used to be the icon used to be this like white lady, and they've since changed it to this like black because <laughs> the blacks yeah, rule yeah. fucking Honestly, Clubhouse. It's hilarious. Yeah, it's like I'm the captain now. <laughs> <laughs> Dead ass. But um yeah, no, I that that tickled me. Um mm. also very exciting. Tomorrow's December twenty first. Um, yeah. I'm gassed to get my powers. Uh <laughs> I was thinking about this today. I feel like I really again back to Spider Man, I just I was looking at like some houses as, as I was on the mm. way here and I was like, I would love to just be able to <laughs> be jumping from roof to roof and shoot webs. So I'm I'm so, I'm gassed. I'm excited to see to see what happens. See everyone's enjoying themselves. <laughs> I'm like is, is Jesus coming? <laughs> I'm well. a little bit shook. But you know what? Nah, it's not time. It's I not mean, time. Oh, sorry. Just for those of you who don't know what I'm referring to. I, I need to read out the whole tweet. Because oh, yeah. It's like the funniest. Yeah. So there was this girl that <laughs> tweeted that um, as black people, genetically, we are stronger and smarter than everyone else. We are more creative. On December 21st, our real DNA will be unlocked and the majority will be able to do things that we thought were fiction. <laughs> Learn who you are as people. They want to make us average. And uh, people have just been running with that and having a good time, including me. Um, I mean, I keep hearing that there is yeah. going to be some sort of like There's some sort of like astrological thing, yeah, that's yeah. happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, again, like the astrology gays will know more about that than I do. But um, uh, yeah, we'll see. I'm excited. Mm. Um, but otherwise, I think that is us on the lowdown oh wow i think that's our quickest one i think it was there was i mean there's like the the little mix thing i don't really have a lot to no we said yeah. that already yeah exactly <laughs> like, no, what else is there to <laughs> say <laughs> uh so now we're going into <laughs> dear down low which is our listener mm. letter segment so if you have any queries dilemmas general life woes or any sort of you know questions or stuff you might need advice on um feel free to contact us um our email address is deardownlow at gmail.com and uh yeah oh the there's also the the google form that you'll see on our link tree if you want to send shit in anonymously Mm -hmm. um so yeah bernie has got um our letter for today yeah and um we also got this through the um google form so thank you for that this is fast becoming my favorite part of the show now oh i love it (laughs) okay 
So, <clears throat> dear Download, first off, I'm loving what you two are doing so far, and I wish you all the success in the world. Thank, Thank you. you very much. When I heard how you two talked about bowcats in a previous episode, <laughs> I realized you two might be the best people to help with my current <laughs> predicament. To cut to the chase, I'm a cishet guy, and I want to get my ass ate. <laughs> Yes. Rock on, brother. Yes. <laughs> I've always been interested by anal stuff for some time now. Right. Okay. And, and with all the talk about eating ass, <coughs> I wanted to see what the fuss was about. <laughs> just to see if I would like it, you know? Okay. And it feels like everyone is doing it, so why not try? Mm-hmm. The problem is, I don't know how to approach this with my girlfriend. Okay. She is a wonderful girl and we're usually on the same page about a lot of things in life and in the bedroom, mm-hmm. except for this. Mm-hmm. Whenever the topic of eating ass or booty... <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, or booty play, sorry. <laughs> Let me try again. Whenever the topic of eating ass or booty play comes up, she immediately switches off, calling oh. it disgusting or whatever. Oh. Mm. <laughs> I don't know how the TL look at it helps either. Oh, yeah. As I remember her saying she would never do it, after someone on Twitter said, all women who eat ass go to hell. I've often tried... I've often tried hidden... I've often tried hinting at my interest when we spoke and even urging her to go lower whenever she goes be head. <laughs> but I feel like she's not computing. Mm. How do I get my girlfriend to eat my booty like groceries? <laughs> or rather, what can I do to make the idea more appealing for her? Any advice would be much appreciated. Thanks a lot, guys, and continue the great work. From Booty Lover number one <laughs> wonderful i'm sorry the girls who be good that sent me their actual tears in my eyes so funny Woo! Right. um well good for you for mm. being a cishet man who is open to mm. that stuff mm-hmm. because you know niggas be saying it makes you gay which it's it's not gay unless you want it to be there you go um at the same time um as a woman (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh i completely understand the aversion because the Mm. idea of uh eating a straight man's ass Mm. is the most terrifying thing i can imagine um i would say in my limited experience of um ass play uh the best thing i think you could do is i mean yeah one openly communicate Mm. you said that you'd had kind of conversations about it but i don't think it was like in a direct way as in like this is something i want it was more kind of abstract way Mm -hmm. is the impression i got Mm -hmm. from that Mm -hmm. um so maybe actually have the conversation and you know kind of (laughs) make make her feel as comfortable as possible Mm -hmm. and you know by doing all the things you need to like you know like Mm -hmm. i'm sure i'd like to think you know if you're a listener of us you're hygienic and clean and wash your legs whatever Uh so (laughs) i'd like to assume you also wash your ass and don't think that's gay Uh um so yeah like if she knows you and (laughs) knows your your hygiene is Uh is okay if you just you know let her know that you know this is something that Uh i would really enjoy and you know would be open to exploring if obviously as long as it it makes you comfortable but Uh i would you know i'd really like if we could try this Uh um and obviously at the end of the day like it's it's up to her Uh uh but i think kind of being direct and having that conversation would probably be 
a good way to go and just yeah emphasizing that you know everything down there is is kosher you're Mm -hmm. all good like Mm. you know um yeah no i mean what do you Mm. think yeah i i also understand your girlfriend's concerns (laughs) because honestly the amount of conversations i've had with my straight friends i had to bully my straight friends into washing their ass like they were just like oh i just you know let the water run down are you like honestly i'm not joking like they just they used to just allow the water to run down them. What is that doing? <laughs> what is that doing? Honestly. So I oh, completely get it. No. I get it. I get it. Don't let your, your girlfriend <laughs> listen to this episode. But, but what I will say is that, yeah, you like like I said, you need to have that conversation with her. You just need to be direct. You'd be like, look. Could we just, you know, talk about something? Um, like I just like to talk about, you know, our sex life, and she'll be like, yeah, yeah, sure, blah, blah, blah. And then you just say, like, to be honest, I do really want to try this, mm. <laughs> but obviously, I understand your concerns, and I just want to know: is there any way or anything that I can do to make you feel more comfortable about trying this with me? Um, I would definitely suggest maybe in the shower. Mm. you know you wash just like let her see you wash yourself and then you can even offer it to her like do you want to just you know go for a second <laughs> you know second lather um but yeah i think second you do need to just let her know that it's something that you want and to see if there's any way that she can get around it um if she just says look i just find it nasty i don't want to blah blah blah, blah. Again, you can try and have that conversation to help her to sort of, you know, open her mind a bit. But at the end of the day, if she doesn't want to do it, she doesn't want to do it. Mm. And that's that on that. Mm-hmm. And really, anyway, trust me, the last thing you want is someone doing that when they don't even want to be doing it. Yeah, yeah. Because that's not it with like <laughs> you don't want anything. That. You don't. So, yeah, it's just about having that conversation with her. And because really, it is, it's it's it is. I think it's completely like a men. I mean, it's a sometimes it's a number of things like you need to kind of also understand where are her concerns from Mm. are her concerns from a hygiene point of view Mm -hmm. because i think that can actually be you can get around that yeah um because like it's like any part of your body once you clean it it's clean you know um but if her sort of concerns are from sort of like a well i don't like the idea of me doing that to a man blah blah blah, Mm. because really when we think about it I think I can understand how someone can look at that situation and see it as a different power dynamic mm. from like maybe just her going down and usually. I mean, I'm never going <clears> to, <throat> I'm never going to eat man's ups there. I mean, okay, let me not say that, but I have no interest. But from like a yeah. powder, I would, I'd find that empowering as fuck. Like, yeah, 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 exactly. Ben, bitch and boy. Exactly. <laughs> and maybe, maybe she's not comfortable with that or maybe she just doesn't get off on that. Maybe she's like, no, I like you know, the man to have all the power. Yeah. Um, but I'd like to, I mean, you said you're usually, you seemed like an open couple. And so yeah. I can imagine that you can explore those kind of things. Mm-hmm. So I think it's probably just the hygiene thing. Um, so yeah, you just need to have that conversation with her. Leave it for a bit. If she says no, maybe try again one more time, a couple of buffs. And if she <laughs> yeah. says no, then that really it is, is what it. it is, yeah. And yeah. And, you know, that's the thing. Sometimes it's one of these things where you have these conversations with people and in the moment they say no. And then one day she might just surprise you. But, yeah, you you just need her to be on board with it. So, sad situation. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't... I mean, if she is as open-minded as you 
say she is. Mm. I think she can come around. And yeah, like I think most people, once you kind of say, especially if it's not going to be painful, mm. yeah. <laughs> once you kind of say... Like you're not proposing anal or anything. Yeah, exactly. Once you kind of say, um, look, this is something that I think I'd really enjoy. It's something that can really turn me on. Like that might actually, you know give her the kind of yeah you know i was motivation. actually yeah i was gonna say that because yeah sometimes you even if it, i mean obviously like if it's something you just don't want to do then obviously you have every right not to do that but mm. if it's something that you're kind of like oh i don't really like it but mm. i don't like i can deal with it if mm-hmm. um it means like my partner's gonna get a lot of it mm. out of it sorry yeah i think yeah people are um often receptive to that and like yeah okay i care about your pleasure i care about mm. you mm. enjoying this experience so mm. i will firm this i mean like if it gets slightly firm. i don't enjoy giving head um to, to, to guys i i genuinely dislike it but i just kind I know. of you know i you know i say it to be polite i just i feel rude if i don't which to be fair is probably another kind of yeah that's probably like you know something i need to <laughs> unpack or whatever but like <laughs> i just it's something that like it's not gonna fucking kill me so i'm just mm. like uh, like i confirm this l or and like do this that's the thing like of course person. we want sex to be like a pleasurable experience and mutually beneficial but sometimes you don't look for it to be pleasurable for one person it's just like meh for the other person mm. and you know sometimes like you're giving <laughs> and I'm, I, I don't i mean i'm just not literally but you know sometimes you're sort of giving the pleasure and sometimes that in itself is pleasurable and sometimes it's like no this is purely out of like love and you know respect for you and wanting you to have a good time and sometimes sex is that as well um like and you know obviously there's a big difference between i can't stand this mm. i freaking hate it mm. i you know and Mouth you, exactly yeah Mm-mm. miss me with that whatever right? you i <laughs> honestly miss me regardless of you that. lot can say what you want you oh can my days you can say, well, i don't oh my i'm days. sex positive but i'm not no mm-hmm. no that you're going to hell receiving that you're going or, yeah. to hell <laughs> and receiving or giving i'm sorry no. don't ask me to do it either because i can't even spit very well it just goes <laughs> all over the place uh-uh. no please don't well, i mean but that's just us that's yeah. just us but anyway but yeah um yeah just have that conversation i think if you do that she may surprise you and she may come around mm. Mm. so yeah good but yeah thank you <laughs> good very luck with much. that yeah was it booty lover <laughs> booty lover number one thank you very much for writing in and yeah send best of luck up. send a follow-up if uh if anything <laughs> yeah <laughs> anything no, absolutely happened. we need oh, shit, a- <laughs> i'm sorry we we need a part two absolutely um let us know how that conversation goes so yeah that was the end of dear down low if you have any issues uh, like we said at the beginning please do email us at deardownlow at gmail.com or you can fill out an anonymous google doc form which you can find in our bio so now we're going to go into The Damn Lies, which is our politic segment. Um, so we've got a couple of things on for today. So first thing, um, in what the government is calling a quote-unquote landmark change, <laughs> um, gay and bisexual men are they're now going to be able to donate blood um, more easily from summer 2021, mm. I believe. Um, and yeah, landmark uh, policy change. 
Uh, the move has been welcomed by campaigners who have fought to overturn um, rules that perpetuate inequality. So from summer 2021, men in long-term relationships with another man will be able to donate blood. The rules currently require all men who have sex with men to abstain from sex for three months before they can give blood. Um, the change in policy will mean risk assessments for donors will be conducted on an individual basis rather than a population-based one. It will mean that anyone who has a same sexual partner for more than three months will be able to donate if there is no known exposure to a sexually transmitted infection, if they're not using any anti-HIV drugs. So yeah, mm-hmm. prep. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so they'll they'll have a health check questionnaire, which would include um, new behavior-based indicators to assess potential donors, including considering whether a donor exhibits high-risk sexual behavior, such as having multiple partners or taking part in chemsex which is sex under the use of stimulants. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, basically, long story short, it used to be um, three months. Uh, I mean, ages ago, it used to be you couldn't do it at all. Mm. And then I believe it was 12 12 months. months, Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then it was down to three in, I think, 2017. Mm -hmm. And now it's, if you've got a long-term partner, um, Mm. you are free to do so. Yeah. And at first, for some reason, it was one of these things that wasn't like immediately obvious to me why this was like so important. (laughs) Because I was just like, "Mm." I mean... At first, I mean, I'm, I won't lie. Let me take you through my journey. I was like, <laughs> I mean, I kind of get it. <laughs> um, at first. Yeah. <laughs> but, you no, know. Sp- yeah, speak the truth. Yeah. yeah. But then I, you know, looked into it and I was like, okay. Yeah, it actually makes a lot of sense that it shouldn't be your sexuality that should define whether you can um, donate blood. It should be your behavior and your mm. sexual behavior and whether you engage in what could be classified as risky sexual behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I totally get that. Um, and like, we should be doing that for all people, really. Yeah. Like, we should be the, like, th- there isn't really a difference between, like, we should be asking everyone, do you engage? Do you have like multiple sexual partners? Mm. Do you have unprotected sex a lot? Like, that should just be something we should be asking everybody. So, I completely understand how, yeah, like, it, we need to move away from this idea of men who have sex with men being this just like homogenous group who, all behave in exactly the same way and of course even just the idea that you can be in like a committed monogamous relationship and yet still you you know yeah so um yeah it's great because as well like you know we need blood (laughs) i I was yeah literally like the i think it was what march the nhs said they had like a 15 percent drop Mm. in um donations because of like covid and everything Mm. which also might have been part of the uh contributing might have been a contributing factor to Mm. being like okay we need to open this up a mm-hmm. bit more mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean and yeah uh, the point was made in one of the articles i read that like uh a heterosexual man could have a numerous amount of um in it sexual partners and still be still be good and like yeah they one you have to do like the questionnaire and stuff and they do like screenings and stuff for the blood um yeah so like there are other things they look into like if you you're taking antibiotics you're pregnant if you've had acupuncture you've had a tattoo any sort of body piercing Mm. like there are other things that they Mm. screen people for Mm -hmm. so you know like i yeah i I did my research and stuff and Mm. in terms of the history of all of this obviously in terms of like the 1970s 1980s there was the aids epidemic and Mm. everything and you know gay men or men who had sex with other men were stigmatized and thought to I mean, well, yeah, AIDS was predominant in yeah, the, the, yeah. the queer community mm. among queer men mm. and stuff. But yeah, this whole idea of like dirty blood and everything mm. and just this kind of fear of like HIV and um, 
like hepatitis and stuff mm. so they were banned from giving blood mm. um and then obviously yeah as time went on mm. science and stuff started like looking mm-hmm. to it and being like you mm. know this in terms of real risk and everything like that mm. um i was also they so i was reading a paper on this um and they were talking about so a defense of the restrictions on msm which, um well yeah men men who sleep with men mm-hmm. and uh csw so commercial commercial sex workers so the, yeah sex workers also have um restrictions mm-hmm. on um giving blood and stuff um the defense restrictions is that they may have they may have a greater instance of transfusion transmissible infections so in the uk the estimated hiv prevalence in the general population in 2016 was 1.6 per a thousand um in men who um, had sex with other men, it was 58.7 per 1,000 um, sex workers are estimated to be 10 times more likely to contract HIV than the general population, yada, 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 uh, blah, 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 blah. Okay, so in the 2017 report, um, SABTO used modelling studies to convey the change in the risk of infectious donations being missed by screening in the UK in the course of one year um, with the changes in donor criteria. They estimated that the risk of potentially infectious blood donations not being detected was between 0.18 and 0.67 per million donations for HIV and between 0.04 and 0.19 per million donations for HCV. Uh, The SABTO working group had agreed that the increase in risk was considered acceptable. Um, That was considered acceptable, sorry, it was less than one per million. Yeah, so yeah, they also said that you know, it is possible to detect, detect HIV, HCV, and HBV within one month of infection. Um, and so uh, it followed that the 12 month, well, yeah, what was 12 months at the time, deferral period um, was not evidence-based and perhaps three months was overly cautious. Yeah, so all donations are routinely tested for hepatitis B, hepatitis C, hepatitis E, um, HIV, syphilis, um, etc. Um, there are other tests that are used for specific risks. So, for example, West Nile virus, for those who have traveled to areas where the West Nile virus is common. Um, if any blood donation tests positive for infection, it's not released into the blood supply chain and mm-hmm. therefore can't be issued to a patient. <clears throat> yeah. So basically, in terms of scientific um, evidence, whatever, mm. there, there, there was a lot to say that the three month period was overly cautious. And we do have tests and ways of getting around it and making sure that you know you're not giving um contaminated blood to anyone but uh yeah it it just basically that blanket rule was um putting off you know a whole pool of potential Mm. blood donors Mm. and yeah like as i said before like (laughs) a straight person could have as many sexual partners as, yeah, exactly. as they want because i remember um, thinking like yeah. what so are they not are they not screening straight people's blood yeah i was like they're screening everybody's blood so <laughs> exactly. so what you know. is the issue so yeah um uh, woohoo we love to get right <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah 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 a, a welcome change in uh in policy mm. uh so recently there was a follow-up to the case of ella kissy deborah um, if you don't know, she's a, a nine-year-old, a nine-year-old girl who died in 2013. Um, mm. uh, said to you know been caused by acute respiratory failure, um, severe asthma, and like air pollution. So yeah, basically, sorry. The story is that um, a coroner this week has made uh, legal history by ru- ruling, sorry, that air pollution was the cause of the death of this nine-year-old, um, and it is like 
It is a big deal. Uh, so in that, the coroner said that the, uh, he said that she was exposed to nitrogen dioxide and uh, particulate matter pollution in excess of um, WHO guidelines um, and the principal source of which were traffic emissions. Um, he said that the failure to reduce pollution levels to legal limits possibly contributed to her death as did the failure to provide her mother with information about the potential for air pollution to mm. exacerbate asthma. Um, he says, Ella died of asthma contributed to by exposure to excessive air pollution. Um, he said that during Ella's life, uh, nitrogen dioxide emissions in Lewisham, where she lived, exceeded legal limits, both EU and national levels. Um, the whole of Ella's life was lived in close proximity to high polluting roads. I have no difficulty in concluding that her personal exposure to nitrogen dioxide and PM was very high. Um, and the coroner said that the health effects of air pollution had been known for many years and that children with asthma were particularly at risk. So yeah, um, this, yeah, so this is the first time in legal history that air pollution has been recorded as a cause in an individual death in the UK. Wow. Um, and yeah, they said that the last two years of Ella's life were punctuated by severe asthma attacks that led to her collapse and admission to hospital for almost 30 times. Her lungs collapsed or partially collapsed on five occasions mm. um, as she struggled to survive uh, what the coroner heard was a form of asthma that flooded her lungs with fluid. So yeah, basically they've said that, you know, the air pollution levels are beyond what is legally allowed, what should be allowed mm. and have, you know, been directly responsible for the death of this nine-year-old. Mm, yeah and it really just like because yeah this could have happened to you know any child really but it kind of is like it just holds a mirror to like conversations about structural racism mm. and how you know the way society is structured in that many black families like well there were so many failings anyway because one it, did you say they weren't made aware that it was the air pollution that was yeah. killing her yeah, yeah so yeah, that's yeah. one major failure yeah and her mom said like if she'd known obviously they would have moved because yeah they knew exactly her, the kid you had, know had asthma but then also to also think how like there are some people who you know they may not be able to move from these areas just like that you know they may have family there they may have jobs there careers there things like that and so yeah it, it's it's freaking tragic that that's happened and it just, the, the thing that, there are so many sad things about this, so many devastating things about this. But one particularly devastating thing is that I am not waiting for something to change because of this. Mm. Like you'd think, <clears throat> well, I hope that after this landmark ruling that we will see, okay, air pollution now needs to be sorted out. Like we need to get those levels down. But like, this government is just lawless when it comes to like oh, yeah. environmental like damage they're doing on the planet yeah. and yeah like we're, we're putting in like you know targets for like 2050 2090 2100 when like scientists are also saying you know we got like two years right <laughs> like we've been uh, uh, it's, yeah, it's no. the way i'm telling you man end times oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah no it it's awful um mm. and yeah I, mean, I was literally about to say i hope something comes out of this but no literally as you said like i don't mm. i doubt it and uh yeah like the point you made about um it being kind of racialized and stuff because mm. yeah like as with most issues uh mm. climate change and things like um air pollution 
is mm-hmm. also a socioeconomic issue because mm. it disproportionately affects people from low-income backgrounds. For sure. For also, sure. like people, uh, communities of color. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was yeah, 2016. Um, uh, there was a study, um, and it yeah basically came out that London's black communities disproportionately are exposed to air pollution. So, um, <laughs> you mm. know, again, like, I think we had this conversation um, a few weeks ago when we were talking about the uh, the racial disparity report. Yeah. A lot of these, you know, things where they have, like, you know, uh, black people having, you know, asthma or, like, health issues or a lot of this stuff. Like, it's not just, you know, personal things like mm. diet or it's not mm-hmm. it's not just by, by happenstance, mm. basically. Yeah. These things are exacerbated because of, you know, mm. structures and systems mm-hmm. and... Mm. Basically, yeah, everything, everything is racial. Yeah. Everything is, um, yeah, yeah I don't like know. tied in or interlinked. Or? Yeah, interlinked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing is just isolated. Um, and so it, it was just really tragic. Yeah, yeah Kids 9. Um, mm. Like similar kind of wave. Uh, I don't know if we have too much time. To, I mean, I don't know if there's that much to say, but the they recently ruled that um, the Shukri Abdi incident, they ruled it as, as an accident, mm. which... <sighs> yeah i i I have like just the pain (laughs) what honestly the pain of just imagining so imagine this like you have come from your country that has a range of issues you know some of them definitely as a result of colonization you come to another country for a better life for your family and your children and then for them to die at the hands of English people. Mm. Like the pain, like obviously losing a child in any circumstance mm. is obviously heartbreaking. But uh, there's just something that really gets me when I think about somebody coming over for a better life for mm. their family yeah. and then losing them here. Maybe it's because I come from an immigrant background. But yeah, it just, it's, it's fucking heartbreaking. And to see how they have had to even just struggle just to get an ounce yeah. of justice for yeah. their child. And even that is being denied to them. Um, despite so many weird things coming out. Like, it makes zero sense. Mm. It makes it, like they said, the child, like she couldn't swim. She was in like full kind of uh, headdress and, and mm-hmm. everything, like so many things didn't add up in terms of how the police handled it um Mm. the manchester police handled it um obviously there were like talks that you know she'd been bullied in school and everything Mm. like that and it's just all it just doesn't add up and Mm. so i i'm just yeah i'm just really heartbroken for Mm. the Mm. family and Mm -hmm. yeah literally everything you just said Mm. um and i like i have like a tiny kind of bone to pick just in terms of like the how it, it, it it's reported because like Framing is everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I noticed, I was particularly like on The Independent, they prefaced it, like when they started the article, it's just like um, the uh, the drowning of a 12-year-old Somalian refugee. Like mm. immediately, that's like yeah. Somalian refugee. So yeah, it's kind yeah, of, yeah, and yeah, I think yeah, Kalechi yeah, made this yeah. point the other week on the podcast, mm. on her podcast, that it's already kind of building this narrative that like, you know, she's not really supposed to be here. Mm-hmm. Like she's not British. So yeah. it's yeah. already kind of distancing a little bit and taking away... Um, a bit of sympathy on mm. that part because you know how the Brits are about refugees. And then easily, just like so easy to conflate it with like, you know, other refugee stories yeah. you've heard of people yeah. drowning on their way here as yeah. well. Yeah, when it, yeah, exactly, exactly. So the whole thing is just, 
it reeks of fuckery and mm. i'm just yeah really sad for the family mm. of shukri mm. um, it's tragic but um yeah uh in terms of so i wanted to talk i don't i was debating whether or not he wanted i wanted to put him in the damn lies or in my sound off mm. i might do it in my sound off i, I want to talk about Keir Starmer. <laughs> i might do it in my sound off okay, okay. <laughs> so i think um on the damn lies that's that's us done okay. um sweet uh actually yeah fuck it i'll just jump right into it <laughs> yeah. so uh yeah we're now gonna go into sound off um which is our final segment mm. um closing remarks so um first thing apple <laughs> you lot of fucking scammers mm. i mm. i'm backing you come I'm, on <laughs> come on <laughs> i'm pissed mm. okay so i like i've had the seven plus for a few years and it has served me well like i'm not really fussed about you know upgrading every time a new phone comes out like it's whatever but it was getting to the point where it was on its last legs and i was way overdue an upgrade anyway so i was like okay cool like let me get this new phone so i got the 12 um and like you know it's fine it does what it needs to do cool whatever uh-huh. <laughs> so i received the box tell them it was it was quite slim like they've they've reduced their patching quite a bit and i was mm. like okay apple like we're we trying mm. to be environmentally conscious okay mm-hmm. cool i'm with it open it up i see the phone mm-hmm. looks looks good looks clean that you know fresh iphone look sick mm. um i take it out and then i see the the charger there the wire mm. cool mm-hmm. upon inspecting the wire mm. i see that um they've they something's changed <laughs> so um you know normally with with most chargers for for smartphones they have mm. you know the bit that you plug into the phone mm-hmm. and then the other end which is like a usb slot that you yes. plug into the the little plug thing or like your computer or whatever they've changed it mm. so it's now a completely different shape i i, I have lightning seen it. something yeah they're something calling like it. that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so <laughs> I, I have a macbook as well so like i checked my macbook to see if i have any slots that fit no of course not so so that, that's one thing i then you know as i said the box is quite thin so i'm, I'm looking around like okay so where's 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 the plug i i can't <laughs> lo and behold there was no plug mm, mm. apple sold me this phone it's a very expensive phone and didn't include a charger bitches so i mean i already have an iphone so i'm currently using my old iphone charger because i refuse as a matter mm. of principle i refuse mm. to buy that fucking plug mm-hmm. but i think it is just so fucking cheeky, cheeky audacious like mm-hmm. nah you lot are, mm. fuck you lot mm-hmm. fuck you lot i was already pissed off when you took away the headphone mm. jack and then i had to start getting that fucking stupid adapter or mm-hmm. You know, you'll force us to like buy um, AirPods or whatever. Mm. I have to get that stupid adapter, and I can't listen to things at the same time as I charge my phone unless I use a Bluetooth thing. Mm-hmm. That already pissed me off. This fucking MacBook. I open more than <laughs> six tabs and it starts wheezing and nothing. <laughs> the fucking webcam quality is atrocious. The amount of money I spent on this MacBook. Why does it look like a 2012 photo booth thing? I don't understand. You lot are fucking cheeky. Mm. You've. T- include a charger with the phone what no No. capitalism is is gone too far it's rude it's gone too far Mm. and if i may just piggyback on that (laughs) because um i've had an iphone in the past i decided to try my hand at an android and i enjoyed it um i enjoyed the uh, like lack of restriction Mm. i enjoyed the fact that you know i could get plugs that worked for my thing you know i enjoyed the fact that i could put in an sd card and i could have extra memory instead of just like you know having to pay for icloud and shit like that but i thought you know what it's too deep 
Instagram ain't slapping like it's supposed to. <laughs> Pictures ain't slapping like they're supposed to. <laughs> so I was like, you know what, Android, call me when you get equal rights, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I can't fight the good fight with you. Y'all keep fighting <laughs> and call me when you get your rights. I'm switching teams. Now, this is where I was doubly pissed off because mm-hmm. it's all well and good if your last phone was an iPhone and you already have the plug. Mm-hmm. I did not already have the plug. <clears throat> I was an Android. Mm-mm. So now I have nothing. It doesn't even plug into my Android mm-hmm. charger. Mm-hmm. What am I supposed to do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go and buy a 40 pound charger. Wait, how much is it? They're like 40 pounds. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. You're like, I I'm didn't not, even check. Yeah. Like, I, this is the thing. I knew. I, <laughs> nah, I, you're not Because I remember you're hearing rude. about this fuckery and I was like, you know, that's fucking rude. They're not putting the plug head in, but it's cool. I've got my, I've got like three Android chargers. That's fine. Lo and behold, it doesn't fit into any of them. Nah. The only thing that Fuck saved them, up, that saved me, was that with my iPhone, I got a free pair of AirPods. Oh, did you? And, yeah, I did. Oh, look at <laughs> Black Friday. <laughs> <laughs> and um, thankfully, the cable that you use to charge the AirPods mm. has the USB thing. And oh, so okay. I can plug it into my Android okay. charger. But that was a close call. That, that was. was a close call. So, yeah, I agree with US. Fuck you, uh, Apple. Honestly, you mm. it's bad enough you'd be re- releasing a new phone every five seconds. Mm-hmm. You literally got fined or whatever the, not too long ago for purposely slowing down phones mm. when you release new ones. Right. I Like, I don't want to sound like, you know, Cardi B and whatever. I know these are very first world problems, but... <laughs> <laughs> I Should I buy this $80,000 purse? But no, that... You lot. Fuck mm. you lot for yeah, that. Yeah. Um, so that's Apple. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so... Keir Starmer, I mm. have had issues with this man mm. for a minute because he just—he's mm. just, he's a gammon. Like mm. <laughs> he's a slightly like he's a better, he a more articulate gammon or whatever. But the whole thing <laughs> is appealing to to the gams, whatever. Okay, so um, so Keir Starmer was recently on LBC with uh, Nick Ferrari, who also. Uh, did you sorry side note you it was uh i think it was like a few years ago oh no it was um was it this year um yeah i think it was to do when they were just talking about all the um the statues of like colonialists and stuff and taking mm-hmm. them down mm. he was on like a panel with afua hirsch and yes and he was basically yeah. like you know if you don't like it here if you think britain's yeah. racist why don't you leave yeah so nick ferrari like already uh, yeah and lbc in general uh, yeah that place honestly yeah it's like it's what you listen to if you want to get your blood boiling literally my mom listens to it all the work. time and she just i can see her get it. I'm like, why are you listening to it it's obviously like it's not she's like i need to know what they're saying like you don't you don't <laughs> but um anyway so um keir Starmer was on and they were talking about um some uh millwall fans booing uh the football players taking a knee um, and then this woman called in, um, I think her name was like Gemma or whatever. And she was basically saying that her husband was one of the people that booed <laughs> and she was, you know, explaining why and saying like, you know, da, 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 and BLM, but how they, you know, it, it's, mm. it's extreme and whatever, whatever. And like, you know, the typical thing like you know, it's not mm. the place, blah, 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 blah. Indigenous population. Yeah. So we're getting there. <laughs> so, um, she then says, um, so, uh, I was going to say to Keir Starmer's credit or whatever, <laughs> <laughs> the but the bar is like in hell but yeah he's basically like you know like obviously i understand you know people have different opinions but you know from their perspective you know there is racial inequality and there is the and yada 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 so he was trying to explain like you know this is something that 
even though you, you might not agree with how they do it, but there's there's a reason behind it, etc., etc. So then Gemma goes on to say, um, if anything, the racial inequality is now against the indigenous people of Britain because we're set to become a minority by 2066. Um, and she says, <laughs> okay. Uh, and what else did she say? Uh, blah, 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 blah. Sorry. Um, yeah. Uh, in the wake of organizations like BLM and other racial advocacy groups pushing what's best for their people, I just want to ask, should white people also start playing identity politics before they become a minority themselves before 2066? Um, and yeah, so she basically goes on that. Um, and Keir Starmer, um, kind of <laughs> just glosses over mm. what she said mm. completely and mm. uh what did he say um what did he, say? he said something like um but Gemma, we all have we all have those rights um it's about recognizing the injustices um and the vast majority of people in a more equal society blah 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 so he just kind of skirted over the whole thing she said about mm. white people being a minority mm. um so I get is this is just going to become like my thing of just flexing my education but uh i if, for those of you not well versed in the world of um white supremacists mm. and all that shit um mm. you know I, I did that during my masters um so there's, there's there's a lot there so the the whole um uh white genocide um kind of <laughs> the great replacement um mm. conspiracy theory it basically it dates back to this guy called Renaud Renard. No, you pronounce his name. He's French. Mm. Renard Camus. Um, and yeah, he was basically this French guy, and he had this whole thing about um, you know uh, Muslim people and like non-white people like coming to. It was in the French context, so coming to mm. France and kind of diluting their culture and you know um, changing Western civilization and Western culture and you know basically like they're fucking it up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, the white people are literally being. Mm being replaced mm. um and it's kind of this so yeah there's this whole kind of sphere of people kind of on the right so there's also this uh conspiracy theory called like the Eurabia conspiracy theory and it was peddled by i believe it's a woman called bat Yor. i think that's how you say your name it's a pen name anyway but um it's this whole idea that uh western elites and arab leaders have kind of um teamed up in this kind of really shaky sneaky thing where they're purposely bringing arabs and like people into the west to um dilute yeah western civilization Mm. and everything and yeah it's it's, yeah it's it's a conspiracy theory (laughs) um there's like different variations of it and you know some there's some like anti-semitic versions whether like the jews are orchestrating Mm -hmm. bringing all these non-white people in etc etc but if you look at parties like you know the edl um other far-right country um other far-right parties in like Sweden and Denmark and obviously like in the US stuff like that there's this whole idea of replacement mm. often they'll talk about like you know low birth rates that's often mm. <laughs> when uh, when they're saying like you know like mm. they're coming and uh, they're white people like we need to duh, duh. so it's this whole idea that white people are being replaced and they're going to be a minority by set amount of time mm. and it's a very common white supremacist trope mm. um and it's dangerous <laughs> mm. because people have like killed in the name of this, mm. uh, I mean, fucking the the Charlottesville, pro, quote unquote, protests um, a few years ago in America. Literally, they were chanting, "You will not replace us." Um, fucking uh, Anders Breivik, like the perpetrator of the Oslo attack that killed like was it? I think seventy six people, something like that. So right. it's a very dangerous conspiracy theory, and mm. one that more people than we'd like to think actually buy into or buy into some sort of version of it. And so for this woman to come onto 
this as much as I might not like LBC a lot of people listen to it mm. this national radio station and mm. just blurt this out and for mm. Keir Starmer the leader of the Labour Party to not at least shut that down and be like actually this is one this is factually wrong mm. and two this is dangerous mm. and just kind of gloss over that and treat it as like oh you know we all have different opinions and da, da, da. was irresponsible was weak as fuck and I was not impressed mm. um so I know he's trying to toe this whole line of you know trying to get the mm-hmm. the lost labor voters back and you know mm. da, 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 da. but you are alienating your base and yeah. <laughs> the people yeah. who do show up for you all the time which yeah. are black people mm-hmm. and people of color mm. so tread carefully yeah. sir yeah. that's what i'm gonna say to you and for me i what i'm interested in knowing is whether do you think he was aware that that was like literal white supremacy in his face i feel like he is mm. i like yeah she literally said we're going to be a mo-. like yeah he's definitely he mm. knows even if he doesn't know like all the kind of technical yeah. stuff or whatever like it's been a common kind of trope this whole idea of you know yeah, white yeah. people are going to be made into a minority and you're right you're these right. immigrants are coming over and you know they're changing the country and blah 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 but mm. like it yeah no i just i was dumbfounded i was like how I, <laughs> what mm, mm. and uh, it just made me laugh because remember when gordon brown got that flight for calling that woman uh, a bigoted <laughs> woman <laughs> i was like nah energy because some of these yeah. people move mad and you need to I say it <laughs> like you i it's ugh, yeah like i mean obviously like from their perspective it's like you know like we don't want to it's not always it's not helpful or conducive to just like call people names and whatever you want to educate if you want to take that angle fine but he didn't even like maybe coddle her a little bit and be like mm. oh yeah that's actually not mm. it he just yeah glossed exactly. over it exactly so as if it was potentially true yeah so yeah. i mean i'm not saying you have to like cuss people out on air but at least be like you know we need to be careful what we're saying and yeah. you know what's factual and what isn't mm-hmm. and etc etc so that really irked me mm. and you know, Labour have already been on thin ice um, and especially how they've dealt with uh, anti-blackness and everything in the party um, with like Diane Abbott and like Don mm-hmm. Butler and stuff. Mm. So uh, yeah, Kiss Nama, fuck you for that. Um, last, uh, I don't even, I had more to say at the time, but I wanted to talk about Lizzo. Um, Let's. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so like- Briefly. Con- briefly. So context, she recently, it's actually funny because I made a note a couple of weeks ago. She made like this TikTok talking about how she kind of came home and she was kind of looking at herself in the mirror and she's just having mm. those moments where she's just really hating her body and stuff. Mm. And it made me really sad. Um, <clears throat> and I was actually going to like have a different sound off on like a similar thing about how like skinny people have kind of <laughs> usurped the body positive. Oh, that's for another day. Um, so yeah, later on she had this video where she was talking about this um, detox that she did. Mm. And basically she was saying that she kind of, uh, was it her birthday or something? I can't remember, but she like ate, mm. she said she like ate like shit or whatever and mm. drank a lot and yada, yada, yada. And so she just kind of wanted to reset her body and all that stuff. And so she did this like detox thing where she like has these what green smoothies and mm. these bars or whatever. And mm. some stuff that's like very like hippy dippy and whatever mm-hmm. and yada, yada, yada. Mm. Um, and then she made a video kind of showing her results and kind of like, she was like, you know, I'm feeling a lot better and mm. yada, 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 all this stuff. And then people kind of, got on her and mm. was saying like you know you're promoting diet culture mm. and etc etc mm. and i mean on that <laughs> in terms of like the detox or whatever like i <laughs> it's bullshit <laughs> it's bullshit yeah like it's mm. literally like it just it makes you poop like this, mm. your body doesn't work like that there's no such thing as like quote unquote reset mm. like you just mm. 
that's not how it works. Um, and I mean, she's rich, so I assume, you know, she had like a dietitian and someone to work with. But mm. obviously with these things, you need to do your research and mm. like from the perspective of you could pr- uh, potentially be promoting something that could be dangerous. Mm. I understand. Mm. But I think also people were getting at it from the perspective of when someone obviously has kind of made and even this is ridiculous like she's a fat person who doesn't hate herself that's, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that's yeah. the claim yeah when mm. someone is plus size and like doesn't hate themselves and it's kind of like mm. you know this is who, me this is who I am mm-hmm. they're kind of immediately put up as this like you know icon of body mm. positivity yeah. and then if later down the line they choose to lose weight or like mm. change their body mm. there is a certain um amount of or like segment of people who will be like you know this is fat phobic and mm. you know it's toxic and you know da, 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 you're appeasing you know diet culture and whatever mm. so yeah basically attacking someone for choosing to lose weight for whatever reason mm. that that may be mm. so yeah i mean on that i just kind of <sighs> there were so many po- i don't know i just i mean one like politicizing people's mm. bodies mm-hmm. without them giving you permission to do so mm. is just mm. doesn't really sit right with me and it's just kind of mm-hmm. like what business is it of yours mm. And literally, yeah, her thing is literally, like, I'm a big girl and, like, I don't hate myself and, you know, mm. I'm going to shake my ass and do my mm-hmm. thing and whatever. Mm. And, you know, um, plus-size women love her for it. Like, the white feminists love her for it. We're like, mm-hmm. yes, yes, da <laughs> But, like, it doesn't give you the right to then dictate how she, like, what she does with her body. And if she does decide to lose weight for whatever reason, like, mm. so fucking what? Like, it doesn't... Yeah. It shouldn't delegitimize... Mm. Like, it would be different if, like, like I understand if there are, like, certain plus-size people who then lose weight and start, like, maybe chatting shit or whatever and mm-hmm. being like, oh, yeah, you know, like, it's disgusting and, you know, I just, I wasn't mm-hmm. taking care of myself and I hated myself back mm-hmm. then and now I feel, like, that kind of stuff, like, fair enough. But if they're still, like, mm-hmm. you know, big women are still beautiful, da, 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 I mm-hmm. just wanted to mm-hmm. do this for, mm-hmm. for whatever reason. And they don't have to explain themselves. Like, mm-hmm. it's your fucking body. Yeah. You can do yeah, what you yeah, want. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, basically, I just want to say, like, leave people alone. Yeah, jump in if you want. So for me, I completely understood um, like why she was like, fuck you guys, I can do what I want with my body. Mm. I completely understand that point. At the same time, I could kind of understand the kind of, maybe disappointment is too strong a word, but well, I think some people kind of got a bit, what is the right word for it? I can understand why some people were (laughs) in their feels (laughs) about seeing that Mm. only because um and you know a, sim- a similar thing happened with um cupcake oh cupcake oh yeah she with, lost weight and then who was it that came for her uh Suki. james blake's girlfriend oh jamila jamila yeah so then jamila jamila and that's not to i just can't remember her name yeah, so yeah. that's all she is she's very great in a good place um jamila jamil came for um cupcake when she was promoting some sort of um Detox, lolly, yeah, lolly and that, that shit. Thing. Like, I don't yeah. like that. I, I think, and that's but why people I got on Jamila's case for it because they were like, leave her alone. Also, she you knows she's person who suffers with you know mental health issue mm. illnesses um, and stuff. Um, to like just fuck off, <laughs> and I kind of get that <laughs> argument as well. I think yeah, the thing with this because no one's like okay, and I don't want to now compare. Well, for one, like, I don't want to box these women together. And I also don't want to, like, compare them, especially because one of them's white and one of them isn't. You can talk about Adele. But, like, I'm going to talk about yeah. Adele. Because I can... I'd like to think if the tables were turned and 
Adele did what Lizzo did mm. and Lizzo lost weight like Adele without any sort of promotion or talking about what she's eating or blah, 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 blah. People would have shown Lizzo as much love as they, or like just, you know, been like, mm. oh, good for you kind of yeah. thing. They would have been good for you for Lizzo. And if Adele had said, I'm doing this detox, people might have gone to her as well. The thing, I think the reason for me, this the reason why I find it a bit I found it a bit weird was that she was saying it was about like kind of just like, you know, resetting her stomach. Yeah, it wasn't even like losing weight, losing weight. It was just like I felt yeah. kind of And yeah, for that for that I completely like, yeah, sometimes I'm like, I've been eating like way like I yeah. had cheese, like I've literally been cutting out meat for the I need past, to like exactly weeks to try I'm and, you know. so cool with that. But I think What I will say is that her message was confusing. Mm. The reason it was confusing is for one, these little detox, but I don't think it was tea to be fair. I think it was just like smoothie diet. It was like smoothies or just like beauty water. They, they, you know, they are often aligned with like harmful diet practices. So that's for one. She's almost not, it's not the fact that she's aligning herself with wanting to lose weight and commit to better health, but she's sort of like aligning herself with things that we've seen that can be quite damaging. Yeah. So I can understand why people are like, hmm, don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. And then secondly, if you're saying that this is about changing like, you know, your your digestion and whatever and just getting your body right and like like your sort of like insides right and whatever, I think what was confusing for people is then you were like posing in front of your camera as if you were showing like the progress yeah. Yeah. of your body changing. And I think that was, was what was confusing for people. Like, if you just come to front of the camera and be like, yep, yeah, I feel really good, blah, blah, blah. Mm. But it's the fact that you were like, you know, yeah. it, you were... And then afterwards, she came out and said, look, I was just trying to make, you know, my insides better or whatever, I think. But it's like, it was a confusing message to put yeah, out yeah. there. And I think the person she worked with also, like, in her Instagram bio or whatever, mm. like, it's very clearly a weight loss person. Yeah. So I understand, yeah, yeah. on that on that point. It's so, and even... And, I think it was just, yeah, it was a mixture of things that didn't quite go well together. Mm-hmm. If you want to lose weight for yourself, it's nobody's fucking business. Mm-hmm. And if you had been showing your journey of losing weight and it didn't have the weird smoothie stuff, mm-hmm. I think people would have been like, cool, cool for you. Similarly, if you were just like, oh, I'm just trying to reset my stomach and you'd show the smoothie stuff, but you didn't show like the body, like, oh, look yeah. at my body. I think people as well would have been able to sort of understand that. But I think it was the pairing of the two yeah. that left a weird taste in people's mouth. And obviously she owes nobody anything. But at the same time, when you are a public figure, like a that. Public yeah. figure yeah. you become like a cultural text, mm-hmm. you know, and people read you and what you put out there, they read that, you know. And so people are going to interpret the message you put out there. And so I think, I don't think it was necessarily anything wrong in there. What she did, she's, it's her body. And, you know, why is it like a political sort of mm. arena? Like, yeah. like, it's just her yeah. body. What I thought didn't help the situation was how she delivered that message. I agree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I agree. Like my, mm. that, that, yeah. Cause I, I was torn on it just because um in terms of one, what she was promoting Well, whether or not she says she's promoting or not because mm. they'll usually do the disclaimer like, you know this is what I did this is about me da, da, da. Mm. but you're still like putting out in front of like yeah. millions of people and mm-hmm. stuff and definitely a lot of those kind of diets and those practices mm. are can be very dangerous mm. and they're fads like keep, yeah. like it's you know mm. um, so in terms of that being potentially harmful and putting that out there I agree with 
the criticism. I think my mm. main thing in terms of like visceral reaction to seeing how people were mm, taking absolutely. this was just like, yeah. in terms, just a general point about like people's bodies and like mm. plus size people's bodies. Yeah, very true. It's mm-hmm. not your fucking business. And I'm just absolutely. really tired of people absolutely constantly kind of discourse being generated just about someone's yeah. body shape. Like that, mm-hmm. that's insane. Like mm. literally just someone existing mm-hmm. in a larger body is like a cause. And Lizzo especially, like she's always popping up like people yeah. and then they come like you know the, the health thing and then you know mm-hmm. she's gonna have heart disease was it mm. jillian michaels like a few months ago saying you know like i love lizzo oh, yeah, but yeah, yeah. i don't want her to die like always yeah. they keep she's always coming up in yeah. these kind of contexts and stuff i'm like mm-hmm. this woman literally just exists and like exactly. doesn't hate herself exactly. and yeah. it's become like yeah. a topic in itself which i yeah. think is ridiculous and you yeah. want me to stop doing that yeah um so that was my main issue for um, sure yeah. yeah and i hate to see people hiding behind the guise of i'm doing this because i care and i want the best for them blah 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 shut up like, man fuck <laughs> off no you, because you can't stand to see people who are big and okay with that yeah like that's where this yeah sense it's of fat like, phobia like yeah. just straight up straight up mm. so yeah but um yeah that that's me my very long sound off <laughs> well <laughs> i will it. I think I'll just do one sound off, actually, because my one was just like a sentence. Well, then I'll just say it was just a sentence. The board game is called Articulate, not Gesticulate. Articulate, you need to update your rules as bullshit. You should not be allowed to act out the card. You should only articulate. Why? Because the game is called Articulate. You caused too many fights in my house. At our Christmas meal. So that's bullshit. I'm tired of these game makers not even knowing how to play their own damn game. But anyway, my second thing. (laughs) (laughs) Was that it? That was it. (laughs) (laughs) Because me and my housemates are really beefed. (laughs) It was tense. (laughs) Anyway, uh, second thing. Please tell me you've watched Big Mouth or been watching. How far in are you? I don't know why. I still haven't watched the final episode. Oh, cool. I'm like, at, like I've got two episodes left or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Good. Oh, yeah, so but I no, could, I love it. Wonderful. So I could talk about some of my favorite moments because yeah, I've been enjoying it. Um, I fucking love... His name's Jay, right? Jay, uh, the the bisexual one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, well, we had to love him, didn't we? <laughs> and <laughs> I love fucker. him. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. when he came, he was like, what's up, my fellow LGBTQ? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There were just oh, so many him. good moments in the show when when they're at cute. when they're at the um, the camp and the camp counselor like introduces um, the trans character I've forgotten her name and she's mm-hmm. like she's trans so everybody just uh, fucking be cool yeah. okay? <laughs> I just love the show. It was James show. Oliver's voice as well. Um, not James Oliver. Uh, John not Oliver. Jam- oh, okay. John Oliver. James Oliver. <laughs> right. John Oliver. Yeah, yeah. Oh, That's awesome. Uh, That's great. Uh, wait, John Oliver? Yeah, the British guy. Did you not recognise his voice? Wait, he was a trans character? No, he was the, the camp, the, the guy who was like, be cool. Are you talking about the British... The comedian guy who, who was in show? Community? No. Who are you talking about? Brown hair. Was he in Community? Yeah, brown hair, glasses. Yeah, he wears glasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he? He, yeah, he was in community as well. Yeah, no, I recognize him straight away. Like voice first, and then also. also the oh thing. yeah, no, yeah. He, no, he no, no. The but the girl, who, the one who, the one who said everyone be cool, that was actually the girl counselor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, my bad, yeah. Man. But yeah, no, I noticed him as well. Um, and then what else? I fucking adore that sentient dog. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I'm just really <laughs> loving. <laughs> 
sad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just really loving the evolution of his character. I love him. He's, so He's great. Um, <laughs> you know what? I can't do all this, but I'm just literally going to pluck. Like, I'll just do so many spoilers, but I love the period episode. Oh my gosh. Um, and I loved, um, what's her name? Jeannie? Which one? <laughs> the mixed race one who realized she's Missy. Black. Missy. Oh my, when she said to her white mom, stop stealing our men, <laughs> I screamed. Oh my I fucking am just God. loving her. Bless her. Step into her blackness. Bless her. It <laughs> like, was so. I like her hair though. It's looking I like good. it. She's it's looking good. cute. It's cute. And, um, yeah, Lena Waithe is also uh, plays her cousin, the, the lesbian. Yeah. Did you see that? Uh, these are, oh, sorry. Oh, we probably should spoilers if you haven't yeah. watched Big Enough. <laughs> but when she's talking about, you know, um, she's like dragging, um, the fuck's his name? The other black kid, uh, Devon, mm-hmm. for like code switching and stuff. And yeah. like, you know, you're appeasing white people there. Yeah. And then her white, um, that white girl, <laughs> um, flat, um, what do you call it? Uh, friend? Yeah. potential romantic partner comes around yeah. like oh you know we still on and she's like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you bet your bum down yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then missy just like oh so code switching is okay when it's for pussy <laughs> <laughs> took no, me out it's yeah. i love big mouth oh it's, just it's so, so good and, and so funny and what i love is that it's like irreverent but in a way that just works and just isn't just plain old offensive like i think there was a time mm. when you know like south park and family guy yeah, that yeah, they yeah. were just saying and you know, don't get me wrong, it's it's satire and sometimes it is great satire, but sometimes they're just being plain old defensive. Whereas like this show, it explores these sort of like controversial topics and you know- it, I think it, it does it, it really well. Yeah, it shows like, you know, the ignorant, horrible things that people say and do, but it just explores it in such a like safe, <laughs> non-triggering way. <laughs> like, but speaking of triggers though, ooh, I was not expecting to get into feels and to be so- so violently targeted by the episode of what is that gay kid <laughs> the gay matthew. christian oh gosh of, yeah, yeah with his mom. matthew and his mom oh my yeah. days i was like it's my life it's my <laughs> life <laughs> no not literally I'm, but it would be my life I know, I know. it would be my life so um yeah i was like wow you you really go for the juggler huh <laughs> so yeah, um so yeah sorry. big mouth is oh it's just it's so perfect and like every time i'm like okay what are they gonna like you know what next but they just keep pulling shit out the bag yeah it's and, literally been i love that it's been four seasons and it's still right? like not right like, dry yet it's yeah yeah and it's never, and they just, they understand. Like, I think that's the thing with um, shows like South Park, Simpsons, um, Family Guy. They had their like golden era and then afterwards it just became a bit dry. Mm. And they were putting like, you know, seasons, 22 episodes, 23 episodes, 24. Whereas, you know, Big Map understands, you know what? We're just going to put out 10 and we're going to make them 10 fucking amazing episodes. So, um, yeah, I mean, Netflix, they they they're winning the carton game these days and yeah, yeah. I love Bojack Horseman and, oh adore yeah. that um Rick and Morty I like as well yeah I love that <laughs> so yeah um loving Big Mouth um and yeah I've got two more episodes to watch and I'm looking forward to it I will be heartbroken no sick but yeah, there's me. <laughs> Sweet. So uh, that concludes uh, this episode of The Download. Mm. Um, <laughs> thank you for listening. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, thank you for listening. Uh, mm. If you stay the whole way through, you're a real one. Yeah. Um, and thank you for joining us on this journey. This is the last episode of the year. Yes. 
fuck yeah it is yeah, yeah. so thank you so much oh thank god um, like if you are here, you are our early adopters, our our ride or die <laughs> <laughs> audience. So thank you so much, and yeah, you know we anticipate big things for next year. <laughs> We're gonna yeah. keep it moving. Yeah, like, we're gonna for sure. grow. Like for sure. we on TikTok now. <laughs> oh God, yeah, we truly yeah. succumb to uh, yeah. zillennial yeah. culture. Look, it's where the kids are at. Okay, well, it's more so, Gen Z, really. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we are on TikTok. Uh, same uh, handle as the rest of our stuff at Dear Down Low. So yeah, you can find us on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. You can find me at Bernie Bambi. Um, not gonna spell it. <laughs> you know it by now. Uh, yeah, and you can find me at Just S, just with two T's uh, underscore E S S. And uh, yeah, as per, uh, if you have any thing you wanna, you know, email in dilemmas. All that shit. Uh, our email is deardownlow at gmail.com. And as we said before, we also have the Google Forms on our link tree if you want to send shit in anonymously. And yeah, shout out again to Any mm-hmm. for the song this week, mm. Paying Black Girls. Mm-hmm. Um, Featuring Amir Brave. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, big banger. I'm, yeah, mm. still love, love that tune. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Uh, I think is that everything I think that's it so yeah uh, thank you for listening have a wonderful Christmas and a happy new year Mm. and that you live in London stay where you are (laughs) don't go anywhere (laughs) don't go anywhere (laughs) (laughs) but yeah we will see you on the flip side motherfuckers peace bye